0: one, huh? Two. Fish are on there, you bonehead, and you know damn well I throw back what I'm not going to eat. Oh yeah, like that 40-pound muskie you're always yakking about. It's a shame that nobody ever sees you with these monsters. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Muskies on Tap. We're excited to bring you the 41st episode of the pod here today. And uh, we got some special guests from totally different states, yet they have aligned in some ways with their baits that we're going to be touching on here in the podcast. Uh, We're really excited to bring you guys this one. We had a great chat with Brady Martz with Bam Bam Bait Company and also Brett Wingfield with WF Customs. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, introduce the other hosts on here tonight. I got myself, Gus Manti, along with the other guys. We got Max and Brian, how you boys doing tonight? Doing good. Uh, feeling better. Uh, kind of came out of the darkness here the last few days, fully recovered, ready to go tonight, Brian, good to see you and your smiling face on with us here this evening. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Had just the best time ever watching that Super Bowl. I mean, just about as underwhelming as I predicted. (laughs) Of course, Vegas and big network stepped in and pushed it into OT, make the viewers happy. Uh, About all the right home about from there. Oh, second ever Super Bowl that goes in overtime. Big whoop. On to (laughs) next year. Packers (laughs) are coming after it all. Let's get into this interview. You're just a hater, man.
0: You're a T-Swift hater. You're a Chiefs hater. I bet you couldn't stand seeing them celebrate together on the podium like that. TV
1: was off. TV was off. I didn't have to watch it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was an interesting one. I mean, uh, underwhelming underwhelming first half. Great, great finish, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was a pretty compelling game for the most part and enjoyed watching it. Gus, did you catch any of the Super Bowl? Um, I actually was kind of just editing some videos during the first half. I went to go watch the second <laughs> half. Choice. I didn't even know what the hell the score was, and it was seemed like a pretty underwhelming first half. But you know, despite what Brian just said, I, I fairly enjoyed the second half of that game for the most part. I mean, some of the commercials were right they've kind of Dude, they're bad. Anyways, bad. bring back good commercials. I don't know. They're there was good. like yeah. there was bad. like two. I don't remember what they were, but. But the you know, the one okay, so the one gripe I got that probably is why they're so bad they're they're all every single one it's like a contest of how many celebrities they can put on in one commercial. Yeah, that's what it seems yeah, like. I don't get it. It's ridiculous.
1: I mean, what 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 you guys think of the halftime show? I mean, I, I was like, why the hell are we still bringing on Usher? This guy's been relevant in a decade. I mean, Ursh- got to Ursh- be someone better than that. I texted Ursh- gu- I
0: texted our our family group chat. I was like, Dad, did you survive the halftime show? Once, 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 Usher went tarps off. I was like, every single middle-aged man in their living room right now is just sitting oh, there. Oh, come going, on! What the hell am I watching? Get this that shit guy, off! He wasn't up there wasn't... dancing like freaking male stripper. He didn't seem amused. Seemed like mom had a good message about the uh, the roller skates. She enjoyed that, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alicia was doing a thing up there. I'll say that she's looking as good as ever, yeah. singing great. You know. You that.
0: Who Usher? No, nah, Alicia. Oh, yeah. I didn't know He's like LJ fine or. wine. Lil John Ludacris, honestly, were my two MVPs of the half. Yeah, when, when LJ true. pulled Luda... up,
1: I was like, "What's happening here?"
0: Yeah, Luda kind of came in, came in hot. That was that was a good little little fire. Some spitting some rhymes as he does. Uh, exactly. Spitting some rhymes. Yeah, that's uh. No, it was it was good. I mean, it's an event. Um Glad the game was close. At least, obviously, I think. Like, Packer fans, I felt like it was kind of a mixed bag. Like, I don't think a lot of people really wanted the Niners to win, but I think there's kind of this, like, Chiefs and Taylor Swift. Uh Or just the that, Chiefs
1: dynasty, people want someone else to win.
0: Yeah, just felt like there was I, – I had no, like, feeling towards the end result. Like, it no. could have gone either way, and I, I don't think I would have really right. –
1: Usually, even usually, even if I don't care about either team, like an overtime, I'll we'll kind of get the heart pumping a little bit. Yeah, you know, eventually, you right. kind of develop a love for one or the other. I couldn't give two shits. I mean, my resting heart rate—I could have fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I was
0: like, I was watching, and like I, I was just kind of like, all right, cool, good for the Chiefs. I mean, Romo, like, dude. T- <laughs> I mean, we we can't we can't throw any shade here because we're you know not not great at the whole uh and in in, in whatever yet you know and whatnot but like romo's a broadcaster i mean i I couldn't believe how he set up that final play like i you could have thought it was just a normal second and seven in the second quarter and and then all of a sudden next thing you know know. confetti's popping it's like what just happened like i don't think anyone knew really i i
1: I thought there was a flag or a whistle before the play (laughs) it's kind of like stood there Yeah, it
0: was yeah. crazy all right well anyways enough enough football chatter here and honestly we're we're done for it for the year so we're turning our uh we're turning our heads towards musky season the masters and, oh yeah well man <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> march madness and the masters but more importantly musky season is uh is it's slowly approaching bait buying season yeah bait by oh good call bait buying season is upon us and no better time than to have an interview with two amazing uh bait makers. Um, so, Gus, why don't you tee up that interview and we'll catch you guys after. Sweet. Let's get after it. All right, everybody. We got two special guests on here on the call tonight. We got Brady Martz with Bam Bam Bait Company over in Western pennsylvania and we also have brett wingfield with wf custom baits over in uh southern minnesota area as well so how are you guys doing tonight
2: doing awesome awesome tonight thank you man
3: all good over here uh excited to be on love the show awesome <laughs> good to hear
0: <laughs> Gotta love that taking that from the uh from the uh hunks playbook old i think nate. that's
3: nate old nate bud Yeah.
0: Well, for the, uh, for the listeners here, which uh, mainly is, you know, Midwest, we definitely have some listeners from all over, but you know, we're bringing on uh, Brady here for sure to talk about his baits until he's going to be at the Wausau Expo coming up in, in March for all the uh, Midwesterners, you know, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin that are able to to get out to that and then also brett a little more you know under the radar handmade uh small batch making bait company so and th- and this is new to us having two you know guests on at the same time but so maybe uh take turns just kind of telling something about yourself and and uh going into you know small detail on your baits and then we'll go from there so brett if you want to start me i think yeah. brady's
2: guest of honor i'm i'm happy to um i've uh i've just been doing this for kind of a short time i've been building a few different baits i started probably i think i started building bucktails probably five six years ago and and just kind of came out of the idea of wanting to catch something on something i made and just started playing with that and then had, I I can go into stories, but this could take forever, but, but I had one significant event that, that came up and, and, uh, I had been musky fishing quite a bit with a buddy and he had a bait that I absolutely fell in love with the minute I saw it in the water. And it was just something I had to have. And basically found out that I couldn't get it. I was told, no, there's no way you're going to get your hands on one of those. It's just not going to happen. And um, I contacted the builder of the bait. And he just happened. uh, He picked up the phone, which was odd. And he said, it's weird because I just, I haven't built that bait in a long time. But I just found a old box of blanks. And I had, and had one in it. And he said, I'll build you one it was in like November and uh, I was shocked. Didn't ask the price, didn't care. And it came about May and that bait got done and he sent it to me. And I had the postal service uh, tracking on my phone. So I was at work, came to my house and it said it had been delivered. I left work. And in 35 minutes, it was gone. Package was gone. Never. No. Contact builder. He was, I mean, he was devastated too. He's like, I I don't know what to tell you. He did say that the one thing about it was he had never painted that bait in that color. So if it ever turns up, it's very identifiable. Anyway, I was heartbroken. I went quite a while and... My buddy's like, he, first he couldn't believe I got one. Then when it didn't show up, he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> so it we went on for a while. And and uh, he's like, why don't you just build one? Like, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about that. And uh, so backing up a little bit, I'm a taxidermist by trade. And that's what, what I've been doing forever. And, and so it's like, well, I can carve a fish. That's what we do. I can probably paint that's and you can we, definitely paint i can do you know? <laughs> i can play with epoxy i can do that stuff so anyway i built one and uh it just went from there and i was like holy crap this is fun the first time i had it in the water the guy that i had got got the idea of the other bait from was like i don't even want you to paint it put epoxy on it give it to me raw wood i want it I'm like no but thanks and we just went from there, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it.
0: Was this yeah. like a dive and rise, a, a yeah glide oh. bait? Okay, dive and rise bait. Yeah,
2: yeah. dive and rise bait, big dive and rise bait, and that just was the thing. So that's what,
0: that's what your design is kind of after, with like that front bill and then the like the back adjustable wing thing. I think you got yeah
2: back end. Well, that one's colored, but yeah, just a metal tail on the back end. I put it here. I mean it's not all stuck but but yeah, that's it's just a just a dive and rise bait. That's the tail can be tuned, just like a suik, like a suik okay. that's got. I call it like a hybrid. It it'll you can run it just like a suik, or it's got a lot of action to it too. Depending on what you do with the bait, you can get it to hop, or you can really get it to wobble. Okay. So
0: real quick, do you think that if this this bait shows up at your door and, and you don't and it doesn't get lost, that you ever go down this road of, of trying to make your own baits?
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. That's I've asked myself that question many, many times, and the only thing I can come up with was it was supposed to be this way. That's yeah the Reason it's and it's a sickness it's definitely a sickness like i i know brady you built some wood baits too before you got to to your bait and it's addicting
3: i i do miss the painting i do miss some of the woodworking but the amount of these rubbers are catching i'm gonna keep pouring rubber for now
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let, let's get into it brady so how did uh how did bam bam come about
3: uh same thing. I started actually I just started painting, got a few blanks off some buddies that make some custom lures, painting epoxy, learning that whole process. And honestly, I wanted a rubber bait. I know what I like out of rubber, and I figured why not just make my own? And I came up with the idea in my head, got my master done and started from there, and then it was all in the harness work. All my baits, I make two different sizes, the deep and a shallow in my large size, which overall length is 18 inches stretched out. Sounds huge, but it's really not that big body-wise because my bodies are a lot more like slender. Mm -hmm. I wanted that. So it would cut through the water better to have extreme head drop. Every one of my baits, even my shallows, they'll hang at the top and then just straight head drop. And any other rubber I throw, I'm adding head weight either directly to the front hook Or to the line tie itself and as big a weight as I can put on it pretty much. Because even my like my shallow, I love that I can work it slower, work it over top of weeds, but I still have the head drop. And I don't know what it is if it's just the way I work rubber, but that's what always gets me my strikes is that head drop. And they're ninety percent of the time head first.
0: Yeah. And did you have a background in anything remotely close to this, you know, bait making I guess industry that got you started it or you just start from scratch. No,
3: I literally just started from scratch. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
3: Yeah, and I I make I made some lipless crankbaits, like musky size lipless crankbaits. I enjoyed them. They I caught fish on them. They just never seemed to they didn't catch as many fish. There were there were more of a specific time of the year. And then just with rubber, I throw rubber ninety-nine point nine percent of the time when I'm fishing. Like that's, I'm a rubber guy by heart. That's all there is to it. So I figured why not make something that I'm going to throw all the time. So I came out with, now I have two different sizes. I'm sure there's more coming down the line, different designs, different sizes. For now, I can't keep up with these ones right now though. So we'll see how this all keeps going. That's a good well, problem.
0: I was going to say that is a great problem. And and then I know how we have uh, Brett tied into this as well is that you have some pretty sweet uh, paint jobs. And I was going to ask you, Brett, where, or when did the, the painting come about for you? Cause I know you said, uh, you know, taxidermist by trade carving wood and all that stuff, but your paint jobs on your diving rise. And now, you know, a few different, uh, types of lures that I see that you're kind of trying out are pretty spectacular, like outstanding. And then also the ones that you put on, on Brady's bam, bam, bow fins are pretty cool. So if you want to touch on, on that,
2: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's, that's a hard question for me because it's just something I've kind of always done. I've, so I've competed in the taxidermy world for a lot of years and that's, that was kind of what pushed me to take taxidermy to a different level. And, um, I, I've judged taxidermy now at kind of every level of competition and, and, one thing that I really push is depth and realism and artistry. And that's just, I, I started taxidermy in 1996. So been doing it ever since in one capacity or another. So yeah. Peyton Bates was just super fun because nobody could look at him and say, that's wrong. (laughs) Like Yeah. It just, what it is.
0: What? (laughs) So he wasn't going to say no. These taxidermy competitions, what, like what's the i guess what are the typical models if you will what, what animals are typically oh, being put on display is it just kind of a, a big array of everything or
2: oh man that's a rabbit hole um so yeah it, <laughs> uh, it, it's everything there there's nothing off limits i mean everything yeah, from from little tiny stuff the hummingbird size in the bird category to Gosh, just everything you can imagine, uh, from reproductions to you know the actual skin, whether it's a big life size, um, uh, large game animal or or I judge in the fish category, so I've judged probably everything that swims from the state level through the national level. I judged at the world in two thousand and fifteen. So, what what like, fish is what fish is the hardest one to recreate? Oh man. That's uh That's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's the one that you don't know that you know the least about, and that's okay. uh, if you if you had a what a placostomus in an aquarium. My guess is you could probably make a pretty darn good looking placostomus, but you know, it, <laughs> well, I don't
3: even know what that is, so I, I like, have to
2: elaborate her. here. <laughs> well, so- <laughs> <laughs> on the side of your aquarium, but, but yeah, it's um, things that don't have scales are kind of hard Bullheads, uh, You know, that has to be a recreation, um, things like that. Little, little stuff. Although I've seen, I think there was a little shiner or roach from uh, overseas that won. Oh, 10, 15 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's literally at the world taxidermy level, it's 19, 20 plus countries represented. And this year it happens to be in Iowa. So it, it only happens every other year they got thrown off with COVID, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. And it, it's really pushed the taxidermy industry to, to do more and, and cool stuff. So. I, I don't mean
1: to get too far into this rabbit hole, but so just
2: <laughs> to help me explain this competition.
1: Um, so if, would like a musky, taxidermists go up against a muskie
2: or is it just all fish in one category so it used to be that's a that's a great question there used to be three categories of or there used to be one fish category and now there's three there's a warm water fish which are divided into subcategories of like sunfish uh saltwater fish um other uh other let me think yeah groups and so forth then there's there is a largemouth bass category all by itself definitely the most mounted fish of in north america and then there is a cold water fish which is going to be your trout and salmon but also in the cold water category are esox there's a whole separate category for esox and in fact uh, i want to say it was they got off a year with covid maybe uh 19 2019 uh the, the entire show was one with an amazing muskie amazing Done by tim grentchen from uh from michigan a phenomenal artist and so they give they give a best in the world title in each category but then among the category winners they put all those up at the very end throw out all the scores and then like a I hate to say it kind of like a dog show they just say that's the one and that musky one and it was spectacular
0: sweet where where can we find a picture of this musky here
2: oh In i'll send I'll, uh if you just googled it um it would be uh tim granshan and i think it was north country uh taxidermy Champions' choice. I know they've got it all over now. He he's got a lot of publicity from it, but fantastic. I want, to see, I
3: want to see that one too. So give me a picture of that. Oh, yeah. it's
2: a big. It's a big one. It's fifty three ish inches. I'm guessing. It's pretty cool. Sounds so, anyway, sorry to, that didn't mean to hijack this, but oh, uh, <laughs> no, this is, I mean, you guys That's are awesome. on to,
0: to chat. I I guess so. You know, leading into why we have both you on here. Um, when did, I guess, when did this collaboration come about or how, how did it happen? I mean,
3: so I'll take over there.
0: Yeah. 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 Let's see. Brett about. bought a
3: pay. Brett bought a bait off of my private page on Facebook. Right now, other than the shows, that the only place you can get it is Bam Bam Bait Co. on Facebook. I let you in that way. There's no random post or anything stupid getting posted in there. <laughs> Brett bought a bait just like anybody else. And I don't know if it was a week or two weeks later. He just sent me a random message and he said, I got your bait, but I had to paint it up. And I was blown away. Like these paint jobs, the pictures, the videos, it doesn't do them justice. I've never seen rubber painted this. The detail in the rubber is insane with his paint on it. I've seen hard baits that don't even hold a candle to the paint jobs on these rubbers. Like it's, and then it just kind of went from there. I, I, I started asking how many he wanted to paint for me because I was going to send them all to him. <laughs> he said, my full-time job ain't going to let that happen. So we just decided, you know, I, he was cool enough to, I'll do some for your shows or, you know, Small batches here and there. I told him, get me a list of what, color, what base colors you want and I'll send them your way. And I've sent him uh, two boxes now, the, the test boxes and the big box for the first show and a half or so. Yep.
0: What was that first that first one you did that got his attention? Was it the perch? Well, I mean you got I'm looking on your Instagram. There's a few pretty sweet ones. Like I, I would have a hard time if I was I only having anybody being able be if, if Yeah, it if was, I if I could only buy one, I'd have a very
2: difficult time doing that. <laughs> um I think wasn't it uh one of the kind of Cisco colored ones? Yeah, it was definitely the Cisco one was the first one. Yeah, I was, so I got it in the fall and was planning to go up north, planning to go to Minnetonka and I'm like, I just, I just want to paint it just to see. I painted uh, some tubes back in the spring and was kind of excited about how that came out and I just saw this bait and it, the first time I saw it in the water, I fished it before I painted it and I didn't get very many casts out of it, but it was just like, holy crap, this fits exactly how i want to fish rubber and i think everybody fishes different and every bait's gonna fit your fishing style different but this was exactly what i wanted to see and i was like holy crap so i'm gonna put a little bit of paint on this and take it up north and i did and i kind of liked what i had so i sent brady a picture and just kind of went from there
0: so excuse my ignorance on like the painting but are you pretty much painting it just as you would as like an epoxied wooden bait or are you using something else or what's being used to to paint these? If you don't mind me asking.
2: Uh, So I don't know any other way other than a a very solvent based painting system for rubber. And that's what I used. It's a, it's just something I had bought years ago. A buddy told me we we were buying the orange tailed black bodied bulldogs and then just painting, painting tiger stripes on the orange tail. And that the only paint that would stick was this particular, uh, I think it's acetone. Honestly, I think it's an acetone based paint and, uh, and all kinds of stuff, but but that's what it was and when it came time years later to actually try to really paint um i had i had some of it and i had actually done a i've i tell you i've had an opportunity to meet some pretty cool people in this industry and i had an opportunity to paint some uh other rubber baits for buddy and that's what we needed that's what we used and and it worked out really really well and so with Brady's, I really honestly didn't know if it was going to stick or not, but after I had taken it up to Tonka and fished it for a solid day, um, I didn't have any issues with it. I was pretty happy and, and it stuck on my tubes. I should say that too. It stuck on the tubes that I fished all spring, carried them through the summer. I've got one that's <laughs> one of those poor tubes that has like three mm-hmm. legs and it's been glued together 87 times, but, um, the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But so yeah, it's a super toxic stuff. I hate to say it. I spray it in the basement more than I should. Um, but <laughs> it's i uh, I can't wait for warm weather where I can open the garage and, and actually give Brady <laughs> a batch of baits that he, he really should have really deserves.
0: So we'll be, we'll be checking in with you, you know, once or twice a year to make sure you're still, still kicking from that. Yeah. <laughs> <Show that paint. laughs> toxins i do want
3: to say this brett is not for hire if he's for hire i am hiring so all other rubber bait makers once you see his paint jobs back off Yeah. mine
0: so Um, go ahead go ahead brett i was just gonna say i mean i so unfortunately this is a podcast and we're talking about this bait but i think especially for people that are listening to this that haven't seen you know, the posts and stuff on Instagram and Facebook, I I kind of want to hear, uh, from Brady on how, and how this bait got created, what it looks like, kind of what went into it. Cause I got to say that I'm, excuse my language, but I'm pretty fucking excited to throw this thing. I mean, it checks a <laughs> lot of boxes on what we like. I think, you know, the fishing industry obviously was seemed to be having an appetite for some sort of new kind of rubber bait, like the obviously the quad dog has been getting so much kind of hype built up around it and maybe for great reason, you know, um, it seems to be, but like when I saw your bait on Facebook, I think it was the first time I saw it, I was like, this is really cool. Like, I am really digging this. I did not know who you were, kind of what your deal was. And so the more I looked into it, the more I was like, okay, these are accessible ish, you know, at shows, small batch. And when I found out you're coming to Wisconsin, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I am. So excited to pick up some of these and start fishing them. Um, so I guess if you want to give a little background on where the idea came from.
3: Well, like I said, it was literally, I knew what I liked in rubber and I knew what I had to do to other rubber to get it to do what I liked. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, I literally took a picture of a bowfin off of the internet. Thought it was just a cool looking fish with the fin down the back. It, and then it literally was built on a computer all computer aided design and back and forth with the guy I worked with until I got the exact shape that I thought I wanted. we was still not positive at that point. I got the master made, got it in my hands and everything luckily the first go was the right size to ratio because that you know on a computer it looks okay, you're never sure. And then once I got it in my hand I knew it was right. And then it was just making the harnesses the way I wanted them. I wanted the bait to swim. I should say to work mm-hmm. it's more of it is it, it's a pull pause or ripping style rubber bait. And I worked with a guide out of Ohio Chad Harmon. He's a Ohio musky guide service. Mm-hmm. The dude put over 400 fish in the boat last year. Mm-hmm. And luckily he's very, very picky who he works with. And I have a buddy that's really good friends with him. And he's like, Hey, you should check these out. I sent him a handful and I wanted a hundred and ten percent honesty out of you know. I wanted anything I could fix, I'd fix. I'd work on. We had one little issue with a lot where the line tie was front hook. We adjusted that, so it didn't happen anymore. And the bait, I still got it running perfect. And the fish pictures haven't stopped since. And <laughs> honestly, for all the more that's out there, it's it's actually mind-boggling. I just got three pictures yesterday from a the small size pink. Did you, I don't know if anybody's seen the pink, pink one I made. Pink Son. belly. And the body's actually like almost clear with a blue iridescent in it. But then it has blue, pink, silver, and another, I think they're white. Uh, Like, looks like polka dots in it. But it's glitter inside that. I got three net shots yesterday. 45 and a half was the biggest one. And it was a fatty on it yesterday. Those are baked from New York already. It was, that, that must be show was the oh. first weekend, two weeks ago. So, I mean, these things are... My small size, when I came out with it, I came out with it late, late fall. Like, we were icing up in Ohio. They were icing up in Ohio. We were icing up here. I sent three guys baits and got six net shots in one day, And they all told I'm me, hungry. don't touch it. They said, do not touch anything. You nailed it. You know, I thought I had it perfect, but I've been too busy to hardly fish at this point, much of any. And I have a select few guys that they get a handful of baits because they send me net shots every weekend.
0: So, uh, two things on that. One, quick. When was the first year or month or so that you like started making them or or, or having them being thrown, I guess I should say? Like once you got that uh, size. It would
3: have been last summer. I started. That was I, I made some, handed a few out. We dialed them in. And then, honestly, I would say late late summer we started. I, I don't remember when I sold the first one. But I made sure I had... I think there was probably closer to 30 fish on him before I made a single penny off one. I wanted to make nice. sure everything was right. Make sure they would hold up. Now I know the one guy in Ohio, and I don't want to say this to say they're going to last that long because a rubber bait's a rubber bait. One fish eats it wrong. It can rip both tails off and everything's done. We've
0: but seen he that. has over
3: 30 fish on just one color or one bait of his in Ohio. He has over 30 fish on one. So impressive. I use a softer rubber. When you pick it up, you think it's, too soft because I wanted my tails to move on the pull on the fall on the pause they're still like pulsating almost the tails never ever stop
0: yeah talk talk and, real quick about how it's built or the shape okay I guess, it is the yeah. people that haven't seen it yeah
3: yeah so it is both are identical other than length and then I did make my small it a little bit wider compared to what it would have been lengthwise it has four belly fins. A long dorsal fin. It doesn't do anything per se other than look cold. Mm-hmm. The dorsal fin, I had to put it on there. But uh, it That's also cool. has two long tails that split off the back end. So it, it it has the look of a double dog, but doesn't swim anything like a double dog, I guess. Whenever you pull it, the tails are soft enough. They almost go straight back, more like a single-tailed bait. Hmm. But the, But they're both constantly spinning and kicking. And on the fall... The head drop pulls them and the tails literally spin almost like the tails on a uh, toad do on the head drop of a toad. So, I mean, it's literally a mixture of all the rubber out there, but exactly what I wanted personally. So I guess I don't really know how else to explain it. I mean, it has scaling on the side that has gills. It it has my initials down by the ass of it, you know? I had to put every little detail I could possibly think of went into this thing. There was a lot of time, money, and effort put into getting this thing exactly what I wanted before it came out.
1: What uh, What, what paint job are you holding there? That one looked pretty sharp. That is Brett's
3: walleye. This thing is, like, he paints the... Look at the bottom of the fin. The fins even have... <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, there's some serious detail. I, I mean
3: there <laughs> the detail in it is just unbelievable so and there you... won't be many of those there won't be many of those in Moscow. so uh they are first come first serve here's, here's his uh i call this a creek chub i'm not sure which one he calls it i don't know if you can see the purple iridescent in that one it that is guy. the most realistic natural look i've ever seen on a rubber bait.
1: that's sweet I don't even know if I'd want to throw it. I just want to put it up on the bookshelf and look oh, at it. Oh, I'd throw it. Oh, I'm throwing a shit <laughs> oh, out of it. It'll be way better. It'll It'll be be better, better in the water when the sun's yeah.
0: shining through it. <laughs> It'll be Looking That's... great hanging from a muskie's mouth. Yeah. yeah can I'm you really uh,
1: can you? I mean, I'm I'm dumb when it comes to this bait making stuff. I don't know a ton about it. Uh nice. I don't know if we're getting too much into the, the secret juice here of how you make them, but can you share like the process of forming the mold? I mean, is it like a pre-made mold you're filling with the rubber or, or how does that work?
3: So I'm, all of my molds are silica. I can't, I can't afford aluminum. And my, my molds, if I, if I had aluminum ones made, they'd be probably two or $3,000 a piece. (laughs) And my silicone ones are, you know, my big mold, they take a full gallon of uh, silica, So that's still not cheap. I, uh, I make all my own molds. I, can, I have my mold boxes ready at any point. If I want to make 10 more molds, if I have the money, I can make them. I started out with one, and now I'm up to eight. I have four of each size. I'm about as small as it comes, though, when it comes to rubber making. I, every, you know all, Every penny I made at the New York show went right back into this business. I want to grow to the point where I can make them more accessible to more people. I, I there's nothing better than when I'm at my full-time job getting a net shot in the middle of the day. Hey man, this bait's awesome. I love it. You know, that that's why I do, I do it for the net shots. I do. I, I don't care if it's 30 inches. If you're happy that you caught that musky I'm pumped for you and just happy to be a small, small, small part of
0: it. Are these, uh, the molds, are they like a top pour open pour or
3: so they are a belly belly pour So they're, they're, they're upside down in the mold. Mm -hmm. I put my harness in and then pour the plastic saw around it. So I pour the back first. So if I have, I have soccer color that is black, then gold, then white, three steps. Uh And I got to let each step cool down individually, heat that back up just enough so they bond to each other or the gold, even solid colors. There's so much rubber that I can't do. Even if I do all white or all black, I can't just pour it one one go. I have to do the body and then the belly because if not, it gets a deep concave in the center when it cools down. My small ones, I can get away with it, but I'm too particular to do it. I'll just take the extra time it takes to do it and do it right the first time. I'll show okay, you guys since nobody, since nobody else can see it. Here's my molds. They're leaning up against the mold right now.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. I see. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: Did I, catch awesome. a, did I catch a yin's in there?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of yins that come out of me for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just 60 miles north of Pittsburgh. It's just how we talk over here, I guess.
0: I love it. It's great. Come uh, over and chat with you guys over here. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say guy. you'll hear you'll hear enough uh good, good solid Wisconsin and Minnesota accents when you come to the show. Um, oh, I'm, I'm I'm ready
3: for it. I'm excited for this show. This is definitely going to be the biggest Muskie show I've ever been to. We have our biggest one locally, Muskie Max, and I do have that show coming up. I think it's the second and third of March. I have that one, so that one's two weeks before the Wisconsin Muskie Expo. So I'm uh, I'm strapped for time. If it wasn't for I wasn't on here talking to you guys, I'd still be pouring bait. <laughs>
0: well, we we appreciate you being on here, both you guys. And this question kind of goes for for the both of you, but I mean, have you guys felt kind of this, uh, you know, this buildup now a little bit, like when things have started to get rolling? I mean, I know it's kind of a question where you got to brag about yourself a little bit, but I, I feel like it started to kind of catch on, you know, fire a little bit in a way. Have you guys kind of felt that momentum uh, as, of, as of recent?
3: Yeah, I I personally am – the amount of messages and stuff I get, I'm blown away. I, I truly am. I – And I try, I make sure I message every single person back. And there's days that can I order, can I buy, where do I get them? How do I get them? (laughs) I love the messages. I do. And I appreciate everybody that, you know, for all the support right now, I'm not taking any orders because if I pour, if you order five baits that every one is a different color, I could pour 10 in that same time if they're all the same color. Mm Mm-hmm. So for me right now it just doesn't make sense i'm hoping to get to the point where i can have a wall full of baits that if somebody messages me i can say i have this color i have this color you know maybe get a website here at some point there's a lot into this that i'm just this is all learning it all it took off way more than i ever thought it would have and now it's just playing catch up
0: yeah that's exciting though i mean I, I, so how long like I guess uh, for, for Brett too, you know, when you're, when you get one of these, how long does it take you to paint, you know, one, and then how long for Brady does it take you to make, you know, one, one of these baits? Yeah, hey, you got it, Go
3: Oh,
0: okay. Oh,
2: for, I don't, honestly, I couldn't tell you because the first ones I did for him, I did all individually and I just different, like let's try this color, let's try that color. And then the then we started to do we found some that we liked then we thought we'll try to do a run of them and it's not that I couldn't paint four of them in the same time I do one but it's close because you're not cleaning between colors and and things like that and I imagine the guys that that do it are all set up with like a manifold of airbrushes that got red in one, black in another, white in another, and and they never clean. I just, I spray through my, through one airbrush. So it's all, I clean in between each different color. So for me, I don't know. I, I tried to kind of figure out how many I could do and I could do in a half a day. I probably did the each color batch, which was what, six, eight, about eight, maybe in a half a day. So a couple of them an hour, maybe paint wise, but there's just, I, that's my fault. I, it could be way more efficient. I'm just not looking to, I mean, I don't think Brady wanted a mass produced appearance. So I, I put a lot of, a lot of what I do is by hand. And I, I think it kind of matched the, the bait that he had has so much detail and to just blast over that detail with paint didn't make sense. So I've got one. This is—I don't think anybody's Brady. I don't think you've seen this. This is that bull. I've seen that one. That—that's the one I
3: see. Yeah, you sent me a video. I, I might have to keep that one. So don't show that one off uh, too much. <laughs> uh,
2: but if you look at these scales, I just—I felt like those all need to be painted individually instead of and painted over. And so I everything below that lateral line, I paint by hand, Uh, there's there's airbrush paint underneath to get the base colors, but I like, I just think some of the depth of color that he gets in, in the pearls and so forth. I don't want to, I don't want to touch that I I want that to show through. And so I just paint individually on top of the scales and leave some of that pearl color coming through. So it's a, it's not fast. It's, (laughs) It's, it should be, <laughs> but it's not
0: makes them one of a kind almost like each even like the same walleye oh yeah of, of it it's it's very like individual you know like each walleye could be a little different than the other
2: yeah absolutely i think if you had mm-hmm. them lined up brady you probably saw that oh yeah they're the, just the,
3: the littlest bit but they're definitely each their own and his gills i have gills on my bait flash and different depths he has on the gills is it's stupid for rubber it's insane i i see every second that he i painted just long enough to know how much time he put into every one of these but he didn't yeah. he didn't wait i mean he, he, every minute he put into it he didn't try to cut any corners and that's why they turned out as good as they did
2: yeah and you know i again there there's more time that needs to be in there they, they look cool in your hand, but the thing that I think was the biggest surprise to me was they look better in the water. They they really do. There's so much pearl. There's so many subtle colors in the rubber. And then the, the colors that I put on, I make myself. They're all pearls and different iridescence and powders and pigments and pastels and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, those all kind of intensify in the water. And and I just I can't tell you I can't take video. I've tried to video different stuff that I've painted and put in the water and it it's it just looks different. So if you if anybody's got a nice big clear body of water that they want to they wanna try to throw something in and, and look at it, they're pretty cool
0: probably get in touch with uh glenn mcdonald at 54 yeah. bus this summer you know
3: send yeah me. he he's he's already reached out to me i'm, oh, I'm nice. sure he's gonna have a handful of them yeah he's he's been he's been hitting me up since right before show season started i said he's gonna have to wait till after show season i'm, I'm too busy right now for anything extra
0: oh good <laughs> it's all ice and snow and covered up up there in <laughs> canada anyways they're not going to be filming that until probably may or june or whenever they probably go and do that before yeah. musky opens i'm assuming but uh and
3: yeah. then so on my side of things per bait it's only getting faster i just spent a lot of money on some stirpox to heat all up before i was heating up individual pyrex cups to pour bodies and then individual pyrex cups did pour bellies and it takes forever that way I've got stir pots that'll stir up. I think I can do almost three gallon at a time. So that should cut my time. I'm not going to say a full half, but close to half. So I can actually produce these things. I did. I had 372 baits at the New York show was exact number I had. That took me a month and a half of every single waking moment I had that I wasn't at my full time job. I'd go to bed late every night. I'd start pouring as soon as I got home. I'm hoping to, I don't want to say numbers, but I'm hoping to bring at least 400 to Wisconsin. Um, Sweet. as at the least, I would bring a lot more if the New or if the Basque Max wasn't two weeks before that one. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I haven't there. even used my box yet. What's that? I
0: was gonna say yeah, because you got you got to have plenty of baits for that one too. So
3: yeah, because it's it's our big one here. There's like 1,800 ish people that go to that on average. Wow. And it it's. When they show up there, we got a lot of casters and some trollers. New York was is more of a trolling show, but I had a great I mean, that was my first ever muskie expo that I had my own booth. And it I I did I did beyond good. I'm more than happy. The show itself up there is awesome. It's a full weekend, everything under one roof in a under in a hotel. Great food. Everybody hung out, lore swap afterwards. They even had karaoke Saturday night. It was just a great <laughs> It was it was it was a it was a fun weekend with just a bunch of like minded people that liked muskie fit. Yeah Sounded like you what guys said. Two, two, I didn't <laughs> say nothing. I, I was there professionally. <laughs> I behaved myself. I uh, right, my push right. I pushed days. I promise there was no singing out of me.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It looks like you guys had a lot of fun. A few people came out uh, a little sick after the sh- after the show. It seemed like. We're talking with <laughs> Owen last week.
3: Yep, I, I got the same thing Owen had. I was I was in the booth right beside Owen. So, no Wisconsin.
0: uh no additional pressure, but are there gonna be some some uh custom painted Brett uh baits at the Wisconsin show?
3: Yes, Brett. Yes, there will be. Yeah,
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's like, uh Just
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the plan. That's uh I I plan to get I, what have I got? Maybe 24, 25 now. Thank you, and, yeah,
3: I think you have 24 now.
2: Yeah. And then uh we're gonna get another batch going. And and again, it's kind of the same that Brady just said back to back shows is gonna be hard to get any any more in between, but um yeah, yeah, there'll be some.
1: Brett, are you you're gonna yeah. be at the you're gonna be at the Wausau show with your own base too?
2: Unfortunately, no Wausau. Wausau happens the same dates as the Montana Taxidermy Association. I'm judging there, so I, I couldn't do it this year. I'd, I've actually got a two-year commitment with them, so gotcha. if Wausau falls the same dates next year, I'm stuck on that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. always wanted to get to that show. Uh,
0: so, Brett, what color do you call the one that you had – your most recent post on Instagram – for everyone listening, it's WF Custom underscore Bates. Um, what's that color? The last one you just posted—it's like a black and gold.
2: I, I don't know. I only did one. That was so, That was uh,
1: not what he wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Killing me, Brett. You're killing me
2: right now. <laughs> That's did you did that one? Still so, have that one?
3: I do still have that. Hold on, I'll go grab it.
2: Yeah. So that one. Honestly, one of my very favorite colors of rubber baits is, and there are going to be people that hate me when they hear me say this, but it's blotchy walleye from Musky Innovations. Oh, yeah. And it's a good one. Uh, kind of an in, uh, intentional take on, <clears throat> on what they've done with some of those colors. So it was completely an experiment. So, And it uh, turned out perfect, just so you know
1: because that's
3: my favorite color rubber too just so we're aware
0: yeah same i caught one of my better fish in my life on the blotchy walleye this last uh spring and i am kind of foaming at the mouth over here on that bait you just you just held up to the camera there i don't know (laughs) i gotta find your your sweet spot man whether you're a whiskey guy or you know (laughs) what i got like
3: all right right here right here
2: Lifetime Bush supply, light. Bush. Lifetime yeah. supply.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. I, I might have to send you a few uh, 30 racks of the, of the God's Nectar and see if that you know, <laughs> helps me get in your good graces at all to get my
2: hands well, on one of those because holy the crap. The good thing about that color is uh, that was a late ad, and when Brady sent the the black body with the pearl belly – that's Don't tell point. him. I'm trying to get a bunch of free 30 racks out of them. Stop! Don't tell him how many you still have of the black body. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few more. I might have a couple to uh, a few of those blanks to paint for him.
0: God, I'm going to be sending care packages and gift baskets out here after that. <laughs> That's I'm going to get zero quad dogs and save all my money for both. <laughs> this has turned into, ex- into an expensive podcast all of a sudden. Yeah. There, there was one was other cold. thing I
3: didn't mention uh, about my baits is all my baits you can add belly weights to. I, I make my own belly weights for them. Uh, so your shallows, you can get more of a mid-depth. My deeps do have two times the internal weight as my shallows. But the small version they only come one weight. But if you add an ounce and a half to them, they're gonna have like two foot per second head drop. So my deeps get deep, my shallows stay pretty shallow. You can add weight to them and you know get get a foot per second,
2: foot and a half per second on a shallow with a weight. So Brady, do you make those? Uh don't you make your own add-on weights? Yes,
3: yeah. I have uh all my own belly weights. I had the custom mold machined out of aluminum with my with bam initials in them and yeah i'll have uh i'll have a lot of those at all the shows too if, you know they're 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 cheap for everybody else and you can add them to dang near any rubber
0: sweet so uh could you go into detail on the uh the exact like ounce do you have the exact ounce weighting of like a yes. mid or a shallow and a deep for the are you, are you calling it just the bowfin and then the mini bowfin or
3: I didn't really come up with good names. I just have the the regular size and then the small. The small is okay. the small is just under five ounces. Oh, wow. with the hooks on it. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't weigh a lot. It I mean it looks bigger for some reason in the pictures and the videos, and even when you hold them side by side. I mean you, I don't know you guys can see it. But I know the people in the podcast can, not but yeah. the the large so the the mini is, or the small. Is just under five ounces. My shallow is seven point five ounces with the hooks on it. My deeps come with a belly weight plus two times the internal weighting. They're right around ten ounces. But the design of the body itself, with it, my belly is actually skinnier than the sides of the beta, so mm-hmm. it cuts through the water. So my my deep, it does it gets it's two feet per second drop. So it is you better be getting after it. Because yeah. it's going to get down.
0: Cause, cause what's a what's a mag what's a regular mag dog like twelve ounces or eleven or?
3: I'm not sure what it is.
0: But it's got a lot more drag, is. obviously.
3: Yeah, they have the wider flat belly on the bottom, and that's like I mean, mag dog was my number one rubber before I started making mine. That's what I threw. But on a mag dog, I always had an ounce and a half on the line tie at all times just to get the head drop mm-hmm. I wanted my deep still gets a little bit deeper than a mag dog with an ounce and a half. Okay. That's,
0: wow.
3: that's my number one right there. Most of the time, especially in the summertime, you know, when you're ripping rubber hard, that's when I like my deep.
0: So what's the, what's the type of stuff that you fish where you're like, I need to add all that weight. Like, what are you, what are you fishing over there in Western Pennsylvania that made you kind of want to do this? Want to make that heavy. So, headroom. I
3: for my first quite a few years of muskie fishing, I got around. I've fished, I've caught a muskie out of eight different states.
0: Wow. And
3: uh, like even Lake St. Clair, if I'm on, like I fished it quite a few different times now, anything I'm throwing there, I got headweighted. I it's. Just, I guess a lot of it's the way I work rubber too, you know, the pull, pull, pop. I like that a lot. But I want to be down in their face. Like I don't. I can't work rubber slow. I, I, it's hard for me. I mean, the colder the water gets, I will because they make me, the fish make me. But I like uh, local. I got my the Allegheny River, which is it's deep where I fish at the lower Allegheny. We got 50 foot of water in the river. And with the current and everything else, I wanted something to cut through that current, get down where I wanted it to be. Even all the lakes, if the bait's 12 foot down, I want to be able to work baits fast 12, 15, 20 foot down. And th- that's why I made my boot the way I did. I did it selfishly to be honest. That's, that's the way I like rubber. So that's why I did.
0: Well, you found a, you found a hole in the market pretty much. I mean, other than I'd say a tube, a heavily weighted tube probably, you know, can get down that yeah. fast too. But um, for one that, I don't know what the hell a tube looks like to a fish but one that maybe looks like a fish actually swimming through the water <laughs> with some yeah. scales on it
3: You got yeah that? and then oh, wow. also also with my deeps and my uh smaller size with like the smaller size if you add an ounce and a half it gets about the same the same drop as my deep does and i i've done pretty well jigging them
0: oh nice just vertical That's jigging cool.
3: them they you know they they seem to the fish seem to like them like that Interesting. And that, that weight, you know, it has enough weight where you can actually jig. There's a lot but of rubber uh, baits. It's hard to get enough weight on them to jig.
0: Yeah. I've, I've found it difficult to jig something other than a bondi or a tube. Honestly, I've tried with like a heavily uh, weighted swimming dog, kind of no luck there, but, but that's kind of cool. You can do that. We might have to invest in a small one in some sort of shad color for cave run this year. It might come in handy. It will come in handy. I can almost put a stamp on that. I, uh, for sure. I I like the way that you're talking about working these baits. So I think you're kind of speaking to us Wisconsin guys pretty closely here. I I saw Brian's eyes light up over there when he talked about ripping rubber hard. I know that's, uh, that's our guy, Brian's forte. I mean, we all, we all like to think we can, but, um, you know, it's, (laughs) I think it's something that's pretty common over here in Wisconsin. Like you see, you know, another boat out there on the lake ripping rubber, like us Wisconsin guys definitely are, you know, going after it. It's for whatever reason, the fish like it here over, you know, much more. I don't know, Brad, if you have a difference in Minnesota, but like when we went up to Vermillion, all we heard was like, you can't work rubber baits like you do in wisconsin like you really gotta you know do some more prolonged pauses i know you're cutting so maybe I'm, I'm wrong we heard differently um or got some bad advice but yeah i know for us wisconsin guys a lot of times we're ripping you know rubber and three to seven feet of weeds and i'm excited to try the deeper you know one on some of our clearer lakes but i don't, I don't know how it is in minnesota for you brett or what your experience
2: has been with ripping rubber yeah I honestly think it, it matches up perfect for the way we fish. And, and I, what I call home water is deep and clear and, and we fish, you know, 20 foot brake line a lot. And this is, this is going to do it. I mean, you can fish it really, really vertical. You can really rip it up. Um, and it's, it's not going to blow out on you. You're not going to have it, you know, coming up too fast. It, it just, it works really well. I, I fished it North of here a ways and, and I just loved it. I, I was waiting for it to just get crushed and I failed that day, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> That's musky fishing. It, it was muskies for being musky. So but, you,
0: you'd classify it as more of like when you're ripping it hard, it, it kind of hops more than it it glides or. Suspense.
2: that's been my experience brady what do you what do you call it
3: i mean it it really depends you know if you're if you rip like because i do a lot of like the rip rip and then a hop in there just to throw the fish you know something a little bit different Mm -hmm. it'll still get that glide to it if you pull you know from side to side instead of up and down is what i get out of it okay now that's you know and that's with with the different models too you know my shallow with a weight on it you're still going to get down close to a mag dog right around a mag dog with the, with an ounce and a half or ounce in the belly. And I, with, with the, with the, with the shallows, they, they set at the top for just that split second and then it's all head drop. And so I'm trying to make them so I can cover every market where you can not market, but every scenario you can throw rubber, either my deep or my shallow is going to do the job because I know there's the guys that like that, you know, my shallows almost glide more at the top. My deeps are deep enough where they do have more of a hop, more of a head drop, you know, they come up yeah. there for a split second. They're going right back. Down. Um, r-
0: real quick, Gus, I, I just, cause I wanted to ask you a question. Um, sure. I, so, you know, how do you see these um, applying to Wisconsin waters? Like, how are you going to fish them as I mean, the um... guy that's in the boat every day? I mean, the reason that I'm just like really excited to throw these is because I'm a big time tube guy, big time bend rubber head down heavily to get lots of hopping going on out of a bait that otherwise doesn't do a whole lot. So the fact that you're saying that it it just has a lot of hop, it can get down deep, you can rip it really hard, exactly what we do. I'm pretty excited to use that pretty much in backbreaking scenarios we do in shallow weeds with rubber um i think it'll be pretty cool to try that out even in like your deep deep situations in the late fall might have to probably play around with waiting so it doesn't you know move around or move too fast obviously they don't want it to be moving super fast you know i'll try and find a An application for it there but i think realistically this is going to be like a uh probably a june through i don't know it's going to be a year-round thing i mean we throw rubber from opener I'm, i'm pretty much pumped i mean i was gonna say i was gonna touch on this earlier i think when we were talking about the painting brett and i was gonna touch on that i was it was really cool uh brady that he put scales on it and uh and brett you in your <laughs> custom paintings you kind of have them like flash cuz you know that like so medusas they don't really have very many flashy paintings on them like they even if they have like an orange bait they don't have like sparkle much like their baits don't do that and then musky innovations obviously has their like hollow series and and stuff like cool. that and we've found a pretty good application of of that type of rubber and cuz obviously green bloomed water up here we love all black like all black works amazing but we've seen in super uh, sunny situations on clear water like that flash from blades or something is is pretty sweet so that was one thing i just wanted to compliment on the flash of your rubber even in just the videos i'm sure it's going to be amazing i know you're talking about it's different in the water that i think will play a huge role on calling fish in for sure with your bait.
2: Yeah, I I think, you know, Brady's got now the first one that I got from you Brady that I painted had a ton of glitter in it. It was a silver base. Okay. And and it was it was sweet anyways and uh I think adding some of the the paint on top um I think you're going to see some pretty some pretty impressive flash that's going to have different with the glitter in, in the plastisol and not not obliterating it with paint that glitter just sparkles in its own way and then the bait as it moves with those with those scales all being accented it it's going to make some it's going to make some flash so i'm excited yeah. for you guys water I use a lot of glitter in most of my
3: days. I have certain colors that don't have glitter, but a lot of my different base, even, you know, cause I'm only going to have a handful. Of each one of these shows that is pretty paint jobs. The rest are just <laughs> plastic. like I don't, I'm, I haven't started painting anything because how toxic it is. And I haven't had time to even think about learning how to paint rubber. I can paint hard base. I I, I, haven't tried to rubber yet, Yeah, but like the amount of glitter I use is probably overkill. <laughs> But I what I do it for a reason, you know. It looks good. It flashes in the water, and that that little bit of flash can be the difference on certain days for sure. Uh, do
0: you, Brady, do you have a go to color? Sorry, Gus. Oh, um, it's all right. Do you have a do you have a go to color? Or the ones that you you do um, that you kind of have seen yourself just kind of gravitate towards, or and for like your area year, too?
3: Yeah, I guess this year has been a lot of white chartreuse, white body, chartreuse belly and tails. And then I made it a little bit better this year, or late here before the shows. I did some glow baits. This white and chartreuse. The white has glitter in it. The belly doesn't, but it literally—I mean—you put it under a light, bright, brighten it up, and it glows. So in your dark water situations, guys, even in the summertime, middle of the day, if you you know just casting that bait, it's getting enough sunlight to charge it, and you get down in that stained water. It will, it will have like a little bit of a glow to it. I'm bringing a lot of those to Wisconsin for sure. That was okay. probably my best seller in New York.
0: What? And so, when they glow, they glow. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I like that because we actually throw... I mean, <laughs> I was saying like, you know, blacks probably are my favorite color for like a stained water. But during the middle of the day, we found in stained waters like all white... Is really really good, so I think that could be. What other uh, glow colors have you made, or is it just the chartreuse? That's the only glow
3: colors I've made so far. I'm planning on making more, probably not till after show season. Okay. But another color, the other probably, I saint. You know what saint is? Black body, white belly, gold tails. That's yes. a. I know. I, I think they all make that color. That one, and I do a blue and chartreuse. It sounds hideous and but the orb that comes off that thing in the stained water those two are probably my number one and number two producer and net shots that i got this year
0: okay from everybody and the ohio guys
3: they fish a lot of muddier water dirtier water their lakes are always dirty and that that blue and chartreuse i look at it i was like i would never throw that and then i went to ohio and fished a little bit of muddy water put it in the water and i was like okay now i understand (laughs) what they're doing yeah
0: because i think I feel like our muddy water might be different than I, we, we, I shouldn't say we don't get quote unquote muddy water. We get stained water, which usually comes from algae blooms, you know, later in the year, but what's, um, what's like the clarity of the, I don't know. I'll just, just say the lower Allegheny where you're at, what's the clarity there? And
3: it can be crystal clear to the, not crystal clear, uh, 10 foot visibility. And then yeah. it can be, Zero inches of visibility. I mean, our water fluctuates so much with rain that you know our river will go from ten feet on a gauge to twenty-three feet, and stuff starts flooding. So, I mean, I I play in all of it. You know, I I figured out some things in the muddy water where my one of my bigger fish when I first started musky fishing, I caught it on a glide in water that you could, I maybe three inches of visibility. You know, oh, the fish was obviously feeding <laughs> off its lateral. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and, but yeah, our clarity around here, we have, we get algae blooms on certain lakes. A lot of ours are reservoirs. So the water is always fluctuating, same as our river. So it'll be crystal clear one day and chocolate milk the next with trees flow through, it. you know, even on our lakes, you get like that. That's crazy.
0: So you, you touched down that you, you caught muskies from eight different states. What, where, where else abouts have you, you fished?
3: I got a tiger. The only fish I caught out of Wisconsin was a, was a tiger. Nice. <laughs> came out there and catch you guys as unicorn. It was a little one, but it was still a tiger. Were uh, you in, like, New nor- York,
0: nor- Northern Wisconsin, or Southern Wisconsin?
3: Uh, Madison Chain area. Okay.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I came That's out for the uh,
3: musky battles that Jeff Contreras used to put on. I they invited me out with all the YouTube guys. I I didn't have a YouTube channel. I just fished, but Jeff invited me out. He Nice. I caught that one the day before the battles, just bank fishing with Jeff, so. Nice. That's uh, I got Wisconsin, Ohio, New York, West Virginia, Virginia, PA, obviously, Michigan, uh, and I Atlanta, guess St. Cla- okay. Clair. What's that?
0: Oh, I was I was just gonna start re- like guessing other states, but
3: but, <laughs> but Canada, and then I guess St. Clair I caught some out of can- the can- Canadian side, so I don't know if you want to call that you know what you want to call that, but like that's yeah, it's it's happened. I mean, it's you know more Canada yeah. than it is America. So
0: okay, and uh, and and Brett, do you do you fish mostly in Minnesota? Do you ever get down to Iowa? Do you ever go over to God's country and fish in Wisconsin at all? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So actually, my my fishing is ninety nine percent, ninety eight percent Iowa. Um, okay, the Okabo chain, the MTT was there a few years ago. So that's that's I work in Spirit Lake, so that's all part oh, of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, a little bit of Minnesota, and I I was absolutely ruined when I was uh, went to Hayward probably. Oof four years ago with a buddy and uh there is there's no comparison that's just a a a whole different creature and i it's probably the the one place that i really would like to focus on more um i just love it it was just amazing i i saw honest to goodness i saw the biggest fish i've ever seen and i it ruined me absolutely
0: (laughs) even after fishing minnesota too huh
2: So far, so far, absolutely. What's Kong? Wow.
0: What's what's the drive for you to Hayward? What's that?
2: Uh, With a boat, I think it's about six hours, and that's not working very hard at it. I mean, that's taking it easy. It's that trip for me was fall, and that's and everything else around. So you know, nobody's getting too crazy.
0: That's quite. that's a doozy. Northwoods of Wisconsin, man, it's it gets under your skin on you.
2: Oh my god, hard to
0: leave, man. It's hard to leave. <laughs> what uh? It's... What's just to quickly touch on it? What's the Okaboji chain, Spirit Lake area like? What are those lakes kind of like? If
2: so, uh, super diverse. Um, Spirit Lake is the top of the chain, and that is about a twenty-two foot cereal bowl, like fifty-five hundred mm-hmm. acres. Um, not much structure weeds. And in recent years, we got the zebra mussel. Things are changing drastically. Um, And and maybe not for the worse, but it gets a little harder. Um, Then that chains down into East Okoboji. And that's, that is primarily shallow, like under 12 feet. It's narrow. Um, It's not a river, but it, kind of shaped like a river, um, real narrow. Um, and then you come into West Okaboji, which I don't quote me here, but I'm pretty sure it's one of only three blue water lakes in the world. Uh, West gets down to 130 plus feet. Um, and it is gin clear. East is is, it's just a bridge. You cross under a bridge. And when you go under the bridge, the world changes. Um, East Okaboji is dirty. Um, real low visibility. West Okaboji other than all of the boat traffic, like under the ice, you can tell if a quarter's heads or tails in twenty feet of water. It's it's wow. super
0: rare. unreal. And that's like yeah. are they off the top of your head. Is it just kind of like same amount of muskies in each of them since they're all connected, or do you think people are more gravitating to the dirtier water just because more times than not gin clear water's tough
2: so um they had the pmtt here and they caught a bunch of fish uh on yeah, the top that. End that was spirit um okay and very few fish in the clear water were caught i think gosh I, i i couldn't tell you the numbers but it was it was crazy how many fish were caught up in the top end and it was pretty dirty up there um, you can't, uh, a fish can't go back unless we have real high water. Once it comes down from big spirit, it can't get back up. Uh, there's a little spillway there. Um, and there's a spillway in the bottom and it, it, they got a little issue with an Asian carp. So they put a, uh, they put an electronic barrier at the bottom of the chain, which comes out of there, there's a couple of little lakes. So we were, they were finding, DNR was finding fish that were going out of the system and we're a hatchery lake. We're the only system in Iowa that closes, um, closes our season. So okay. they, they net during that closed season. We close, uh, oh, ice usually closes us, but, um, like December one, end of November. And we don't open until the 21st of May. And so they gill net, they milk fish, and then they rear them in the hatchery. And then those fish go all through uh, all through Iowa. I think they even get traded to different states too.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I've always, I remember seeing the PMTT results that one time. They caught just an absolute boatload of fish there. So I, I wasn't, I don't have any knowledge of, of that system at all. Um, but that sounds cool actually yeah <laughs> it,
2: it is cool it's super diverse it's a and lot of water um too. it it is a lot of water um of course those fish exist in a pretty s- small area um but there's a lot of stuff that i haven't explored i think our state record came from here years back and uh, there are big fish but i was got some pretty cool opportunities in other places too that that does that don't close um some southern iowa lakes and and fisheries too so it's an overlooked state but there's some there's some good fishing around here
0: sweet um so one one thing that i wanted to ask for uh both of you on your baits with all the uh well for sure, you know, Brady with all the fish pictures that you said people are sending you. Do you have for each of you, do you have a top end fish? Do you have a somebody with the biggest, you know? Maybe people want to know what's the biggest caught on uh your baits. Go so
3: ahead, far on the both, so far on the both and the biggest I know of is 51 out of Ohio, which is a giant out of Ohio.
0: Like damn, wow. There's
3: not many 50s out of Ohio every year and Justin he's he's sent me so many at this point fish pictures it's crazy and he caught his pb of 51 last end of summer early fall after dark on the bowfin on a black and orange and uh yeah that, that's the biggest I know of as of right now
0: that ain't small
3: <laughs> no no that ain't that that
0: that definitely ain't small <laughs> so so are, are you Brady are you I mean Prepared, I guess, like if this thing really catches fire this summer and like to scale this thing to a point where you're going to actually be able to hopefully keep up with demand.
3: I am pretty much putting as much money back into it as I'm making off of it to get it to the point where I, I would like to be able to, you know, pour 100 baits a day if I can at some point. I, I know what that takes, the amount of money it takes up front to make that happen. It's not cheap, but I don't want to outsource. I don't want, I want, I want to be the one that has my hand on every single one of the baits if it's possible. You know, and I do have a full-time job and I do have two kids and I have, I like to fish too, but, uh, this show season kind of stopped that because my season's open year round out here. Mm-hmm. And other than ice, I don't normally stop. Even with ice, I break a couple trailer lights and bust some ice out of the way and go do my thing. You know, my river, it'll freeze up every other year or so it'll get to the point where i'm cruising i'm like this is probably a bad idea this ain't good for the bottom of the boat you know but i push it till there's no pushing it anymore and as soon as it opens back up i'm out
0: hope you got an aluminum boat yes i do <laughs> good good man and uh uh brett what about your baits
2: uh so the biggest fish that I honestly there's only a handful of mine out there. There just aren't that many. Um mm-hmm. the biggest fish that have been caught on my baits uh were both caught by a very good friend of mine. Um in fact he has the second bait I ever made. Pushed me to name the bait, and I have never come up with anything. And so he could only calls it number two. So uh that bait uh that bait had uh two fish caught in minnetonka in the same day and uh, i think one was 48 and a half and i think one was a shade over 50 so and and he of course sent great pictures of them those were that's the diving rice bait a but minnetonka no, huh y- yeah, yeah that's i knew you would probably uh <laughs> work your ears raise, up the that
0: raise an eyebrow yep, yep. yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yeah Uh, but that those were tonka fish and uh again it's a it's a clear system and that's kind of what i i started them with and that's what we like to fish so it doesn't surprise me that that's where they were but i'd like to get a few more of them out there and and in people's hands but seems like i've been painting more rubber than carving baits so (laughs) Uh oh
3: Uh -oh. you just stick to the rubber just stick to the rubber yeah
0: (laughs) so with you guys with, with uh brady with you potentially you know having like a website and everything in your foreseeable future you're gonna have to start coming up with some some good names for these baits and these color patterns you got any uh on the on the top of mind right now that you might start start calling
3: them well, that pink bait, I decided to name it after. I used to call it cotton candy because it has the blue and the pink and stuff. Now I just call it stinky pinky. <laughs> <laughs> like and that, then man. I I sent I made some brown ones that has a brown like a brown copper body with brown belly. It's as natural as you can get, and I actually Nate Nate Osfer asked for that color. I made him a couple and he calls it the turd or sex, sexual chocolate. So, if, you know, these are the names we're coming up with here. That
0: sounds oh. about right. Every brown bait that I get my hands on, I call it turd minnow every time.
3: Yeah, that's, I'm not great with the names of different baits, even sizes. I'm like, I don't even know what to call it. I got a big one and I got a small one. What do you want?
0: I like, you know, boy, Bullfin Jr. Nice little b BJ bait.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> that might be the new name. Oh.
0: I don't know. I saw a a brown rubber bait online called "Sexual Chocolate." Like, I don't care what the price is, I'm buying that thing. I mean, that's that's a great name.
3: <laughs> well, maybe I'll I'll reach out to you, Max, for some names whenever yeah. it needs to. Be.
0: Oh, we have a good time. Like, we we name all of Gus's. Um, all of Gus's bucktails. I mean, Greg Thomas had a great one for us on this bucktail that just murdered last year for us. And it had big blades and a small skirt and, and Greg goes, Oh, the Dolly Parton. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that, that bucktail is called sure. the Dolly. Um, I don't know. We got, we got a few other that uh, Gus is tied up, but yeah, I love coming up with names for baits. So if you, uh, if you're ever looking for some inspiration i'll uh i'll dive into some bush lights with you and come up with a few good
1: ones
3: (laughs) well we we definitely might have to do that because i just put out a color and put it on my page if you want it you buy it i don't really even name it i just keep pouring bait that's all i know to do (laughs)
1: nice and you do it well all right so we just came out of a little beer on bathroom break everybody's back now i want to go back to brett here on some of his custom baits I was checking out your instagram earlier today um you probably made the most beautiful glide bait i think i've seen uh it looks like it was from a couple summers ago so what what's the deal with this bait it's a jointed bait which i'm a sucker for joiners as max and gus know
2: yep
1: how how can i get my hands on this thing
2: (laughs) well i if it's the one i'm thinking is it a walleye color uh it looks kind of more bluegill or perch okay yeah there's a bluegill too um I was gonna say the walleye is uh, somewhere in the bottom of West Okaboji that <laughs> you might have, have a have a, <laughs> I'm a I have a waypoint on that, but uh, <laughs> no mm-hmm. longer in. A, um, which is sad because that that bait got a lot of attention for a couple of weeks. I did really well on it. Um, I had a really big fish, and two casts later, caught a. 42 43 this spring but it it did really well but uh i have that one just came out of kind of boredom like i i love to throw gliders i i just i do i love to eat i love the the that time of year for us early is is just amazing i've had some some great glider stuff so i just wanted to throw something different and um that one just had no particular it was just a sketch it just came from drawing on a piece of paper and hey let's see if we can get some weight in this and make it do something and it accidentally worked
1: so this total accident i mean it looks like the most professional glide bit i've seen the tail with the real hair in there is sweet um so did you only make a couple of them i made
2: two (laughs) <laughs> three, three. I made a perch one that a buddy has that we've uh, drilled a bunch of holes in and tried to change and do different stuff. And then uh, there is a, uh, I, I actually made a mold of it, and um, I learned that the urethane that I poured it out of degasses it, it, uh, so it cures over time, and and this it continues to emit gases, and I didn't know that. I'm just like I say, the random thing that I tried and um, I ended up with these little blisters underneath the paint and it the gases continue to, it emits gases for weeks. Um, so I had painted it, I poured it and painted it right away. And uh, yeah, they came apart. So <laughs> it's, right now that one is uh, half painted, half stripped off. It's, it's not good. <laughs>
1: Well let me know if you if you get bored this summer and there or, or this winter and dial up a few more of these. I'd be really curious.
2: Oh absolutely. That that's the plan. I really want to do a few more gliders.
0: Yeah, Brian wants any bait with the most amount of joints in it, the most amount of orange, the most amount of tails off of it, blades, eyeballs.
2: <laughs>
1: we can cover all of our bases in one. Yeah, what are you holding up there? Is that one of them?
2: Yeah, that's that's actually a different that's that. That one was made specifically for a, a buddy that had a, a very, very, very particular guy that wanted a bait that, a glide bait, he, this is a bass guy, and he wanted one that's not going to move a lot. It, it's going to, you're going to real small uh, rod tip twitches or real handle twitches, and it's going to move left and right but not cover a lot of vertical surface. So it's, it's not gonna cover a lot of ground. I should say horizontal, but um, and it just kind of sits there in front of their face and, and he's like, yeah, do this, do this, do this. No, don't do that. I don't want this. I don't, I do want that. We finally got it tuned and, and uh, that's gonna be a, this is a springtime thing. We're pretty excited to fish this one and the little bitty of it too.
0: That's pretty cool. I feel like if anyone of our people listening to this are probably gonna be like, God, these guys are just fricking pouring themselves out for, for lures right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, if you got any of those laying around, if there's any way I can convince you to send me some and. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's too good. I mean, you guys, you guys are uh, extremely talented and um, I I'm, I'm, I just love the fact that you guys are able to link up and and collab on this, you know, like a, a really cool new, innovative rubber bait, you know, meets really talented, you know, painter. And next thing you know, you have these baits that feels like a lot of people are just
3: screaming about online. So yeah,
0: just pretty sweet. I think.
3: And, And the funniest part is this is the first time me and Brett ever actually talked other than through messages. (laughs) <laughs> I, I send him a box full 50, 50 baits in a box i send him to his house never actually speaking to him and this is you know this is the first time we met As i said when we were first got on here I was like we've never actually talked we probably should have talked before we got on here but
2: <laughs> that's, that's the honest truth but you got to look at our message chain because it's like nine miles long <laughs>
3: yeah we, we definitely talk a lot yeah it, it's, it's been cool awesome.
0: that's, that's do you that's even know what, what each other looked like
3: uh, profile pictures yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
3: meeting dudes online we gotta love it man hey we're all musky fishermen that's what we do we know everybody by their profile picture you go to a musky show you have no yeah. idea who three quarters of people are that you've talked to for the last five years
0: right. <laughs> just say their name and you're like oh my god yeah we've messaged like a bunch that's who you yeah. are yeah that's, that's awesome. so funny just guys meeting other guys online nothing weird about it Nothing <laughs> weird oh, at all.
3: Uh, should make
0: uh, like uh, a dating or a, a dating service, but like for musky musky lure people. Musky buddies, musky <laughs> fishing friends on uh yeah, yeah, lure buddies. Wait, I thought that's
3: what this podcast was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit us up anytime, anytime. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know the fun part of it is there is an element of, uh, musky fishing musky fishing, but unique to, unique to this sport is the bait side of it. And it's just, it's, I don't know if it's collecting it. I don't know if it's, everybody's trying harder to come up with the, the better mousetrap or, or what it is. But I mean, you can go talk. Uh, my experience has been, it doesn't matter who you talk to. You can talk baits to any musky fisherman and completely break the ice with anybody. And, and it's just, it's so fun. I, I really, truly enjoy it. And that's, that's how it happened. You know, that we did that this bait with Brady is it was just, it was a super cool bait. I mean, I looked at it and I think I saw maybe some, the first couple of net shots and I'm like, I'm now, Honestly, I had sworn off the Facebook bait raffles for that. (laughs) I I got (laughs) stuck to that a few years ago, but that bowfin, I was like, I'm I'm gonna get in on this. This is this is too good not to. And uh, that it just happened that way. It's like, holy crap! I actually got in in time, got one right hands, and like, holy crap! This is this is just too cool. So. Well, I i
0: mean, so like, <laughs> I agree. I think baits are kind of like the universal love language in muskie fishing. Cause it's just like something that every, every musky angler loves baits. Like you're talking about trying to find the new, you know, something that unlocks these fish because they're just so damn tough to, to catch at times. And I mean, I know from like our experience, like it does sometimes feel better when you catch a fish on you know, whether it's like a unique lure or a small batch, you know, bait maker, but you guys are taking it to the next level. Like, what was that like when you guys caught that first muskie on like a bait that you made where you're just throwing it, you know, for hours or however long it took. And also you're like, holy shit, this thing works. Like, this is awesome.
2: (laughs) Go ahead, Brady.
3: Yeah. Honestly, when I caught them on my own stuff, I was excited, but I was there's no excitement like somebody else sending you a net shot. Okay. Like me catching fish, I'm obviously, I'm always excited when I catch fish. But it's nothing, like like I said, when I'm at work and somebody sends me a net shot or it's a weekend that I'm working on baits or hanging out with the family and I get a net shot, those mean way more than any fish I've caught on anything I've made. Knowing that something I enjoy making, I like how it fishes and some random person off facebook hey man these baits are awesome keep up you know here's a net shot like that that is what that feels so much better than me catching values.
0: it's got to be sure? mo- it's got to be motivating for you to like yeah. keep getting those pictures to like keep you going
3: yeah that's why i haven't been fishing much instead of making baits I, <laughs> I swore when i started playing with baits in the beginning i was not going to be like all the other musky guys that make baits that they start out musky fishing then now all they do is make baits and they never fish. And now here I am hardly ever fishing and I'll only make
2: baits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would second that, you know, it, it's kind of the same. It, it's very similar to the taxonomy world where to put something in someone else's home is, I mean, that's very personal. And for somebody to give you any money, For something that you created, whether it's a a musky lure or a deer head on their wall or whatever it might be, um, is that's you kind of develop a little bit of a, a sense of pride in those things. You it it feels good to get that feedback. And yeah, catching a fish on something I made was awesome. That that was super cool. I'll never forget that. But having somebody else catch a fish on a bait that I made that there's nothing that tops that that's the best.
0: I mean you're giving somebody else like the joy of catching a muskie, which is um pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Gus, I'm sure if you want to touch on that as being a I mean you're a guide. That's you know that's what people pay you to do. It's you guys mm-hmm. kind of are mm-hmm. you know there's some parallels here that I guess I'm just now seeing um because I'm dumb but I mean, yeah, like, you know, Gus talks about like how awesome it is when somebody else catches a fish, you know, it's like, I could imagine you guys are, are all probably, you know, similar in that way. Yeah, no doubt. You know, when I'm getting, when, when somebody hops in the boat and they say that they've never musky fished or they've, or, you know, they've never caught one or they've been trying for a while and haven't caught one. And then they do. Uh, those are, yeah, those are special moments. I mean, that's, I, there's definitely parallels there there's obviously the difference Brady you're not in the boat with every person that's caught a fish on your bait you know same with you Brett but seeing like the fish pictures or having the fish picture of somebody catching their first gotta love the first musky smiles gotta love the musky smiles of a somebody catching one on your bait or you know them showing off a funky face because they're holding a 51 inch or that they just caught or 50 and a half or you know, on your baits. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I have a, a side sidebar story that I don't think I've, well, actually I've never told on the podcast for sure, but I'm honestly not even sure Max or Brian has heard this. So, but anyways, this, this story is actually pretty funny. It goes back to my first year of college out in, in Montana before I ever, I never made any of my own baits at all. We always bought, you know, or the spoons and spinner baits and beetle spins for up here fishing and and you know i just got into trout fishing up there and i met some buddies and some of them you know really really dove deep into it and they had all the fly tying stuff and one of them uh my buddies uh thomas and grayling they taught me how to tie fly and my first ever fly was a uh a nymph you know just a basic trout nymph um it was insanely ugly it didn't look like anything it had purple in it silver and like some sort of uh metal wrap on it it was like a little midge <laughs> and uh i i did end up actually catching a trout on it which was they thought was like impressive because it was just so ugly and and i remember naming it i called it because it had purple in it and it just looked weird i called it the uh nymph <laughs> <A> little <laughs> and uh i got like a random picture of it and it's I don't know where that nymph is. I probably lost it on a log jam out there, but I don't know. That was a random story, but
2: (laughs) that's awesome. it
0: It was cool catching one on the first ever, you know, tied stuff. That's where I came about. I started tying my own stuff. As Brian knows that we, we used to fish in the like driftless area near Eau Claire and, and fish all the, uh, the streamers and nymphs that we made on our own. And then it progressed into, uh, bucktails for me but that's all i've ever gotten into i i don't know if i'm gonna go down the rabbit hole at all of carving wood and all that stuff that sounds like a lot of time i don't know if i got that <laughs> in me
1: stick <laughs> with your dolly pardons. yeah i'll stick with <laughs> <in> the dollies
2: Gus, <laughs> yes, where'd you go to college
0: so i went I went to Montana State and Bozeman for a semester, and then I transferred to uw claire and that's where I graduated from.
2: Nice. I went to Bozeman for a couple of years.
0: Oh, nice. Dang. Yeah. Small world cool. there. Very. Yeah, my it's pretty funny. I met a, a good group of guys out there that are from Montana, but some of the guys that I really keep in touch with, one's from South Carolina and one's from North Carolina. Pretty crazy. just wild even from just the one yeah it it was pretty good getting friends you know becoming friends with somebody who in their freshman year brought their truck and drift boat to college made for made for some fun times we had one one day it was a cast sound like good friends
2: yeah Yeah. 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 oh yeah perfect that's awesome
0: so uh brady i don't know if we touched on this with your with your both at all but what's um What's your internal harness on it? Is it just a straight wire? Do you have any flexibility to it, or what's what's the what's kind of the so it is have?
3: a it is a straight wire, and I was all about flex harness. I was. I like my pro dogs. Like when I was throwing a throwing a mag dog, it had to be a pro with the weight. But the weight, the amount of weight I put in the head of all my baits, it's all weight forward. It runs it runs more like a flexible harness than the stiff one where they just glide and they hang them just because of that weight where it's at i eventually i'm sure i'll play with flexible harness but i don't right now i don't see a reason to just because i think it's because of where the last hook hanger is that there's enough body behind it plus the tails that it looks like the whole bo- the whole bait itself has an arch to it in the water yeah i was just about that, makes that. Sense.
0: Yeah, I was just about to – actually, you, you said what I was going like to say. Like, I access. hold it. Yeah, you got the ass end of it. I hold it, it
3: and it. You, can, you can see the whole ass end. Instead of being up yeah. here, it hangs. Yep. So, I mean, there's quite a bit of flex with the ass of it that all – when you throw it, I mean, it does that in the water as well.
0: Well, I'm actually excited to hear that you said straight wire because our bread and butter are standard bulldogs so that we can tweak them as needed. Yourself. I'm actually – yeah. I'm not a pro dog hater. I just don't throw them much. You know, I don't know. I I understand. I've watched people catch fish and, you know, being in the same boat on a pro harness mag dog. And I just, I don't know. It must be just like the way I work rubber. I I know Max is the same. I don't know about you, Brian, so much. It's probably about the same based on how you work it. So Brian keeps them guessing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Depends on the day. Never know who's casting. Depends how late his night yeah, was. I'm,
3: I mean, you can definitely bend the harness on mine. I have one guy that does fish mine with a bent harness. He bends the head down on him. I just recommend throwing them before you bend them. You'll <clears> the head drop. I don't see a reason of bending it because yep. with deuces, deuces, and regular dogs, I did always bend the head down just to get that little bit more of a hop and head drop. But with these, I haven't. I haven't, I've played with it. You know, I've done everything you can to these things at this point, but I don't see the need to bend the head down because they'll almost
0: almost roll around backwards
3: if you bend the head down because all my weight is mm-hmm. so far forward.
0: Okay, so you're so you're pretty much telling me you have a rubber bait where you don't have to boil the tails. You don't have to get extra weighting kits. They already go head first. You don't even have to bend them like you do a DUSA. I'm probably missing something. Yes. Yeah. That's that's it. And I mean,
3: if you do want to make my shallows deeper, I have the waiting harnesses for them.
0: Custom or the customize. extra weight for them. Yeah. Being able to customize right out of the gate is pretty pretty key. Yeah. You know, I I'm really right trying to
3: hit all the aspects with each bait. You know, I know what I like, but I also know what everyone else likes. And I know different times of the year. Like this time of the year, even if I'm fishing deeper, like you were saying, you know. You want it to move slower. So that's when I'll use my shallow, but I'll put weight on it because there's, you know, it'll get down quicker, but it won't just completely drop to the bottom like my deep will. Okay. I, I, I've I've been playing long enough fishing that I know, you know, I know there's, there's a time and a place for every bait out there, period. mm -hmm. Like there is, I'm still going to throw a tube. I'm still going to, you know, run a bondy. I'm still going to do certain things. I'm, I I like that my baits, I can take most of those different aspects out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's cool. I mean, there's still, I'm still going to find plenty of applications for throwing a mag dog and a Medusa, I'm sure. Cause they're gonna, you know, move a little bit differently. Um,
3: yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of the bait builders, one of the very few bait builders. I'm not too proud to grab another bait, and put it on my rod. If that makes sense. A lot of bait builders, I see the fish. They only throw their baits. I want to catch fish with them. If they're not going on a certain thing that day, I will throw a glide. I will throw a bucktail. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. I'm there to catch fish. There's time and a place for every single bait out there. Mine hits a lot of them, but there's also times when burning bucktails is what's going to catch the fish period. Like that's just, you know,
0: hands down, we've seen it too many times in the water that somebody just up front with the bucktail is just, wreaking havoc all the day they're yep. getting every fish every fish is coming after them so um probably a bad question but have you ever thought of putting a third tail on that bait
3: i thought about six tails but i didn't know <laughs> if that was too I many to <laughs> uh, well,
0: I'll, how about send them up here we'll, we'll dip them in the fox river and they'll come out with six yeah. tails. <laughs> yeah. New
3: color, no, new I, paint I, job. <laughs> honestly, I haven't thought of three tails. I've thought of a one tail version. I've thought okay. of, I have. I have lots and lots and lots of ideas. It's just, I can't make enough of this one right now to start my next idea, I guess, if that makes sense.
1: I, yeah, I got gotta... I got an idea for you and this might not work at all. I'm just spitballing Well wait, hold on.
3: Before you throw it out there, before you know I don't want the whole world to hear it and somebody else feel the idea if it's a good <laughs> one. Is it a good one? Probably I don't know. Not. I'll wait and see the not. reaction.
1: <laughs> We're just spitballing. Uh no idea is a bad idea. A double tail paddle tail. <laughs> I've already thought about
2: not out listen,
1: there. It ain't out there. Listen,
3: I've already thought about it, and I, I've, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying it's going to take a lot to make it work correctly. But yep, it would move yep. a lot of water, so I'm not saying no.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're the brains behind it, not me. I just got the idea.
3: <laughs> you're going to cost me a lot of money. I start coming up with or trying to make all your ideas work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't listen to them all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: God. Love, love a little inside look at what's going on in Brian's brain every once in a while. It's always, always a treat. Um, it sounds
3: expensive to me on the bait building <laughs> side.
0: Brian is our, as I'm sure all the listeners know, Brian is our resident. Um, he's our bait guy. He, if, if we're out for a,
1: a 10 table. hour,
0: if we're out, yeah, for a 10 hour day, Brian's the guy that turns the bait box upside down i mean he's he's throwing everything under the sun and um (laughs) and you know honestly it's it sometimes is what what trips the trigger and turns a bad day to a good day you know so um like everybody has to have that one yeah everybody has to have that
3: one person that way if something (laughs) else is working (laughs) hopefully they figure it out the rest of us yeah
0: i mean it's i i i absolutely loved what you said about you know that you're not too proud to to, to reach in your tackle box and grab something else i think it's i think it's really well said and um definitely a respectable you know thing to put out there because like obviously your baits work i mean we just talked about them for a long time here tonight and but like you said you know there's different applications at different times in musky fishing and that's just the reality of it all right well i think we're kind of kind of getting to that point here tonight unless gus brian you guys got anything else um um you want to touch on a, here before you wrap it up? It kind of goes away from Bates a little bit, but unless somebody's got something else on Bates real quick. All you. Um. So, Brady, I know that you're recently – or, Sam, I don't know. I can't remember the exact time. You're on the Muskie Hunks, and you talked about bank yanking, and I know those boys love talking about that. That's not something that we do – a bunch I heard that's kind of is that kind of how you started ish
3: yeah I started I started from the bank then a kayak and then into boats and I still kayak fish i was, I still bank every once in a while. But
0: I, I think you can get arrested I, I, for I think you can get arrested for bank yanking in Wisconsin. Well, it depends I'm which
3: kind.
1: Thinking about different bank yanking here, <laughs> Max. Sad. We haven't heard but that. No, it might be different in Pennsylvania. I don't know. <laughs> I've
3: I've caught I've caught a couple uh, very very respectable fish bank yanking. There's certain times of the year where you're going to catch more from the bank than you are the boat. Damn.
0: All right. So what? <laughs> dang. And that's mainly probably river fishing,
3: you know, in a Correct. sense. Yeah, I don't I, yeah. I'm not going to go do it on on a lake, for sure.
0: Okay, that's what I I figured. What? So, you know, since we have a bunch of listeners from the Midwest and we do, I know there's a bunch of people that shore fish like the Wisconsin River tributaries of that, bunch of other uh rivers around here. What's uh you got a couple like tips from what you've learned maybe like winter
3: wintertime eddies? For sure, throw a glide in an eddy and catch a fish. It's, it's pick a prize, is what I always said with them when it comes to eddies on the river when the water's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking, you know, we have a lot of dams on the Allegheny. So fish will stack up closer to the dams. You know, it might be three eddies down or whatever, you know, as they're moving up, but eddies, slack, any slack water, really. And then even some of that crazy, crazy fast water. I do. I did something. I, I I'm not. I didn't definitely didn't start it. I've seen other guys do it casting bondies. I cast. I used to cast bondies more than I would jig a bond, and yo-yo it in. Yeah. I still to this day do that. I went to Lake Saint Clair and caught six fish in one day. Yank or yo-yoing a bondy. The guy on the boat would look at me like I had five heads, because <laughs> they're just like, why would you do that to yourself? Because it's not a fun way to fish, but. Yeah. It works. And I did that a lot from the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh I and then even our small rivers, our small creeks and stuff, I have spots where I'll bank fish or kayak fish. Kayak fishing it holds a special place in my heart. I got three, I got a 49 249 and a half from the kayak. Like I love going in the kayak and the, zero electronics, zero just nobody else yeah. around. Just getting away and going and just fishing.
1: How the hell do you land a forty nine on a kayak? What does that look like? I do it. I I do it standing up in mine. You just gotta have the
3: right kayak. Yeah, like I can net uh, from a kayak better than I can from a boat (laughs) because you're so close to the water. You just pull it back and you just put the net in and you know I leave the net on the nose of my kayak and
0: I got pretty good at it
3: for a while there.
0: What rod length do you use out of like a kayak or the shore?
3: Um, i'm still i'm still nine nine footer up i okay. started out with eight foot six but nine foot i like it just because i can figure it around the front of my kayak if i have a good follow yeah a lot of guys that you know in the kayak side they're like oh you want seven foot six eight foot max i like that i still like the long length. you just lift higher to net them you know that's the way i always look at it
0: yeah because I've, I've netted a few solo muskies and even in the boat i've with like a nine footer i've had to start grabbing up the grabbing up the rod and I was just kind of curious cause I've seen stuff that you need a shorter rod and I don't know if that's always really the case. It's usually personal preference, but, um, yeah. one thing I was going to ask is what, uh, what do you like throwing your bow fins on?
3: Do you have like, like a rod uh, my, that you kind of like? My large, my large, I definitely, I, I fell in love with 10 foot and off 2020. Okay. I, that that rod is i, I want I, I don't you don't you definitely don't need their moab for my both ends just cuz the weight of them okay. i want a moab but they don't make a 10 footer and after i got a 10 footer that's all i want uh but my small one i i have a saint croix legend what's the green ones the elite legend elites yep yeah so i have a 9 foot elite i throw my smaller both in on that Okay, but, yeah, so, definitely. I, I, like, yeah. I like the shock and awe for my bigger one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I figured probably X-heavy for the big one and probably a heavy or X-heavy for yeah, the small one. for head, sure. Really. I was trying to think if I got something else on river stuff around here. We don't do too much. Mm-hmm. I know I know. Brian and I, we tried a, a few times in the Eau Claire area. Bank, bank yanking. yanking. We had yeah. no luck. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. Uh, well, bank anking
3: can get very expensive,
0: and even with
3: hundred pound braid, you get the wrong snag, there goes a the bait. I like,
0: was so that that's what I was just about to ask. Even with like the rubber baits, like you get snagged out there, you're screwed. If you're bank
3: angling, you're pretty well screwed. I mean, unless you can straighten the hooks. But I'm, uh, that's one thing with my baits. Every bait comes with a VMC and worth split rings. Like I use the best components I can buy. For my liking, I guess I should say, split ring wise, the the worst that I use, they're the best I have found, and I'm a I like my VMCs. They come sharp, they're mm-hmm. strong, and I, I know everybody has their preferences on hooks. I'm definitely not dissing anybody's hooks. Those VMCs though, every bait, every large bait, those bait, those hooks are a dollar a piece. Like I'm not, I don't skimp mm-hmm. because I know what I like, so that's what I want to put out there. Is the best thing I can. That's I good. get, I yeah. get, I get a lot of messages after I ship a batch of baits out. Thank you for putting good hooks on your baits. That's yeah. <laughs> I hear that constantly because you know, we've all done it. You get a bait. the First thing you do is rip the hooks and split rings off and put yep. good ones on. Yep. So I just figure I might as well do it right out of the gate and I take a hit, you know, on my end, but I want good, good stuff with my product.
0: No, that's good. That was the one thing I was missing when I was naming off all the, uh, the things about your baits. I don't know when that was a little bit ago, but what's, uh? do you know what exact VMCs those are?
3: Because aren't they like. uh? My large one is the seven auto shanties. Okay. I yeah. get those from Musky Tackle online. My small ones are a four Cannot remember the exact name. They're the skinnier shank, but not the real heavy shank on the smaller one. Nine, like four or something.
0: Shorter shank or still
3: the longer shank? Uh, it's still like... a longer shank. But it's like the skinnier on a, diameter.
0: It's probably like what's on the new, I think it's the new um, plastic Suix. I think they throw some of those VMCs on it. Maybe.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not, I thinking... can't remember the number and I don't have my box down here. Everything, all, the, all my hooks are upstairs. I'm very, very lucky. I got a very supportive woman that does all the split rings and hook protectors on every one of the baits that I sell. So that stuff's upstairs with her table of hooks
0: so and and brett what do you uh do you have anything in other than that glide bait uh anything else in the works that you've been kind of thinking about or maybe ideas you wanna or are able to share
2: yeah i've got um i i think like brady said you, you have a thousand ideas and you could spend you know hours and hours going trying to perfect each one of them and uh you you'll never get anywhere. I've got a couple. I I scaled the first bait I did was that was a dive and rise bait. And that's still that's at number two. That's still probably the one I like the very most. But uh I mentioned it and then I did the glide baits. Then I had another buddy that same one I mentioned earlier that's super particular. And uh we did another dive and rise that you were talking about glitter earlier. Um so we've only done one. We're easy. We're gonna do some more and it's uh it's more round oh, and, oh it's got a lot of oh
3: oh
0: max says oh oh <laughs> oh he says
2: <laughs> <laughs> so coming from the tax <laughs> world i'm not a fan of glitter and and because it's when i'm trying to paint super realistic with wood baits not now rubber's a totally different story but this one had to have glitter. Like, no, no glitter. <laughs> He's like, it's gotta have glitter. So because I was doing it for him, I uh, I glittered this one up, and uh, you can see there's just a whole bunch of stupid glitter on here, and it yeah. looks. <laughs> <laughs> so I I texted him when I got it done. I epoxied and sent a picture, and I liked it. I I was adamant that I wasn't gonna, but I actually did. So. Uh, the yeah. comment was, "Look more glitter than an ugly stripper," and so it turned out to be a pole dancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been back to the name and baits. But yeah, that one that's um, that's actually going to be a pretty cool bait, as much as I resisted making it. And so uh I need to get some blanks done. But yeah, that one I hope to have uh, half a dozen of them this spring.
0: Yeah, you, some more. you can call you can call that one. My real name's Candy.
2: <laughs> put my kids to college <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man all right well we got uh yeah muskie <clears throat> muskie show here in wausau coming up um what do we get we're probably a month away now from it yeah about so yeah, I was, yeah 15 uh, 16 17 yeah for all you guys that are listening to this uh, make sure to give brady a, a nice warm welcome to wisconsin I think you're going to be received extremely well, so I'm I'm excited. I I'm hoping to get to the Wausau show. I'm over in Minneapolis, so a little bit of a haul for me, but hoping to get over there. I know Gus and Brian will be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I wish wish you some great success here at uh, Muskie Max coming up, and then you know look forward to seeing you over
3: in uh, at the Wausau show. Well, I appreciate it, but you better show up if you want that blocky walleye.
0: <laughs> yeah that's worth the drive in my opinion i yeah, uh... well,
1: he, he's gonna send you all those care packages so that you'll ship it to him remember <laughs> i am getting thirsty over here max
0: oh you bet your ass i'm showing up with the 30 rack
1: <laughs> Will they let you in with that
0: well it's wisconsin yeah, yeah. it's true sorry <laughs> Have you ever been to a Ducks Unlimited event? They sell booze, guns, and ammo in the same building.
3: <laughs> Sounds like heaven. Yeah,
0: no doubt. And uh, so, Brett, um I guess anyone that's looking to get in touch with you, I, I we didn't really even dive into it, so we can edit this out if if it's a dumb question. But how do you, I guess, how do people get in touch with you if they want, you know, I need to look at any of your stuff, or how does that work?
2: Yeah. Um... I don't have a Facebook page. I did do, uh, I, so I'm pretty technologically uh, behind. And so for some reason, I thought I needed to have two different Instagram pages. One was going to be personal and one was going to be work and they all, or bait work and they, they both turned into bait work. Hmm. So uh, yeah, you can find those. I think one is like WF custom uh, lures and then one is uh, WF custom underscore baits and uh, they both have bait stuff. There's that's, that's probably the best way to shoot me a message there. I, I check it somewhat regularly, but, but I'm kind of slow. You'll have to forgive me.
0: Oh, good. And then uh, Brady, if people want to get in touch with you, what's uh, what's kind of the best way for them to do that?
3: Uh, definitely Facebook at this point. Uh, my Personal or my group is Bam Bam Bake All capitalized. Uh, you have to ask or you know, you have to join the group. Just, I just want to keep all the bullshit out of it, to be honest with you. All the ads and all the random stuff. If you want to post in my group, I got to approve it. If you want in it, I got to approve it. And then I do, I do, I have started posting a little bit on my Instagram. I have quite a bit of a following on there from back when I used to actually post everything. I am eventually going to switch that over to Bam Bam Bake But that's Brady A Marts on uh, instagram but yeah definitely the way to get a hold of me is either brady Marts on facebook or bam bam bake
0: so you're saying you wouldn't be a fan if i started a live scope discourse on your uh, facebook
3: page <laughs> you you can try i gotta to am but... totally kidding
0: i'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding I, I those always just crack me up like every time i go on facebook there's some like you know 360 comment thread on you know electronics and musky fishing that just are you
3: still reading those Uh, no no it's just (laughs) i was gonna say you have way too much time if you're still reading those (laughs) uh you know for the last five years
0: if you want a good laugh though every once in a while just poking
3: through the comments is 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 pretty good stuff but yeah anyways um go ahead sorry
0: Every, I said every
3: time I see one of those posts, posts, I just want to show the doll and say, "Show me on this, show me on this doll where Livescope touched you." That's all I want to say.
0: <laughs> um, oh last God. last question, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. But Bam Bam Baco, what where? Well, how did the name get
3: started there? Uh, my initials are Bam, and to be honest with you, when I came out with both, and it literally started taking out off overnight. Like, as soon as I posted the first one, people went nuts. And my original Facebook group was, uh, you guys are really going to laugh, back to the uh, dating websites, it was muskyfarmersonly.com. Just a smart ass. There was nothing but, you know, photoshops. I'm a quite a professional Photoshopper. So that's all it was. It was just a bunch of idiots in there. And I would sell, you know, the different painted baits I did, my lipless, a couple of glides I did. And then I just went, I needed a Facebook name or I needed a name for them. like, honestly, that's where it came from. It was just bam, bam, bake And it, I, I like I got it. You know, there's days I was like, I, sh- I should have named it something else, but honestly, you know, my initials being bam, I put him on the ass of the bait, figured it worked.
0: It's I love good it. for like a, you know, I don't know the English term, but like a muskie eating the lure, bam. You know, it's it's maximum. exactly yeah. There's there's
3: a million ideas that go with it. You know, whenever you guys are filming or whatever, when you're out fishing, you get a hook set. You have to say bam from now on, though.
0: It's like <laughs> insert the comic book like
3: yeah the screen the
0: bam. You know that that should be kind absolutely that would be pretty cool. I was gonna just ask a, just a quick question for you, Brady. What's the uh what's the furthest place that you've sent your bait as of last year to now? Like, who's the furthest uh, away that has one of your baits?
3: There's quite a few up in Canada now at this point. Those guys, I feel so bad shipping them anything. Like, because <laughs> I uh, they got to cover shipping. The shipping's as much as bait is. And, like, it honestly, is. the shipping is the same price as the bait. Uh, I have sent some to Ryan Alexando out, and he fishes for tigers. Can't remember oh, what sweet. state that even is now.
0: But Washington, but like I, I've... Washington,
3: We're...
0: Oregon, yeah, Washington, yes, Washington Idaho, Washington, Washington? Yeah. yeah.
3: But lately, my group has been blowing up from the boys from Wisconsin, so I'm I'm excited to bring the baits to them. Mm-hmm. I really am. I, I've I've sent baits
0: to about every state
3: with muskie in them already at this point. It seems like
0: that's that's damn impressive. And I got and I and uh, that Road Rules event that I was just at where Nate Osfer also spoke. He, yeah. uh, I don't need to, you know, give away the stuff in his uh, presentation, but he did mention your bait already. So he Nate,
3: must, he... He, Nate was one of a, he was, he was on him very, very fast. We all know Nate likes to throw rubber. Yep, He got one through it and the messages started. Nate wanted more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> and we also know Nate does how well he does with the MTTs. It's hard to tell Nate no. And, yeah, his, uh, you know, I, I know just the amount of friends he sent to my group that, you know, have been all supportive. Uh, honestly, I'm just blown away and very, very thankful that, you know, how, how this is all going right now. It's hard to wrap your head around as quick as it's all moving for me, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's awesome, man. And, and I know I can't, I can't remember when I was added to the Bam Bam uh facebook group but all i know is that i think i was a part of it while we were still fishing here and mm-hmm. every time you posted for the inn or how i can't remember exactly how you did it it I was most honest. most
3: of them were first to comment yeah it was just, I, that was the fairest way i knew how to do for the most part i did do a couple uh draw to buys which you know everybody just comments in top how 20 people win a but you know to buy a bait yeah that's I, I don't know how else to do it fairly
0: right I mean that I I tried so hard, even with post notifications on. i I was always <laughs> either out of service or fishing or screwing up in some ways. So I never got a chance. Max and I did get to see in person. Our buddy Rowan had one. Oh yeah. Watched him yeah, there. yeah. Rowan did get to
3: grab a couple off. Yeah. Yep. So we did yeah, get to I, see like I firsthand. said. Well, that's good that you got to see one. I think he got all shallows, so But yeah, I I just, I I hope to, you know, up production. I'm like I said, I'm putting every penny back into this at this point. I'm just trying to make it so I can get more out there to more people for, you know, to fish them. That's, that's all I want is these baits to be fished.
0: That's perfect. That's a great, great business model right there. I think everybody can get behind that for sure. So yeah. um... I I mean,
3: as long as the fish pictures keep coming, I'll keep, I'll keep pouring.
0: Well, sweet, man. We good really stuff. look forward to, uh, to seeing you at Wausau and, and Brett, hopefully I can see you at, at, uh, Milwaukee or maybe, are you going to attend Minneapolis show?
2: Yes, that one for sure. Um, okay. I, I won't have a thing, but we'll definitely be there.
0: Okay. Sounds good. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I know Max and I will be at the Minneapolis show. So if I don't run into any Milwaukee, I'll, I'll see you over there in Minnesota, uh, second weekend of march or something i think it is it's that yeah, weekend between Muskie max and and wausau yeah all right well we cannot thank you guys enough for taking time out of your schedule from uh i see that you're still in your toxins basin basement brady though hopefully you're doing all right and the
3: bush lights no, I'm, I'm definitely good down here bush, okay. bush lights are keeping me kicking <laughs> okay,
0: I just want. To, we're gonna to have to check on both of you when you guys are talking about the rubber and the painting and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, are you still standing? <laughs> like a automatic filter in your nose already or something? But that's all awesome. That's what the
3: beard does. the be- The beard protects me from smoke. You got so any I glitter? In there?
0: Right. You got any
3: glitter in there? I my basement does look like a strip club. I will tell you that. <laughs>
0: It's it's amazing how, how uh protective bush light can be. It's, it's, it's actually <laughs>
3: incredible. They've made it pretty much cures everything, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're not sick anymore, right? No, I'm I mean I'm pretty good right now at least. We'll see how the morning pills. I got I got I gotta get up for work at four thirty and it's now on my my time zone is uh ten thirty, so, oh, right. <laughs> so I should be all right. Jesus.
1: I should be all right.
0: Well we won't keep we I'm, won't keep you any longer. You get a couple two. I'm normally still asleep.
3: foreign, so I'm normally still pouring, so we're good. Well, We can't thank you
0: both enough for joining us here tonight. Uh, This was a lot of fun um, and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with everything, you guys.
3: Yeah, thank Thank you guys guys for having us on. Yeah, of course.
0: Anytime. all right guys we cannot thank brady and brett enough for coming on here tonight and taking time out of their busy schedules uh as you kind of heard uh brady's been pouring pouring his heart out into uh making these baits you know to get ready for uh the musky max and the wausau show and he just got done with the new york show so he's a busy man and brett's been been uh as you heard and And maybe have seen if you're looking at any of the Instagram posts from Brett and Brady as well, been painting up some just phenomenal, phenomenal paint jobs on the bowfin and and even on on Brett's baits as well, super realistic. So we just had an absolute blast talking with them. That's our, you know, other, I think, other than Owen uh, last week, we really haven't had bait builders on to talk about baits. So that was pretty exciting uh, in perfect season for. It's February. We got muskie expos. Everybody's on just bait buying mode if you're in the states of of uh, closed seasons for muskie. So that was uh, that was a good chat. So, uh, boys, what did you what did you take away from tonight's chat from uh, all the stuff that we talked about?
1: Well, I learned that any time Brady or Brett held up a bait in front of their Zoom camera here, uh, Max went, oof, and leaned forward in his chair. I know you guys can't see what they're holding up, but check out their Instagram. His reaction was very valid. These are beautiful baits these guys are making. Um, I thought it was cool to see. I mean, again, listeners weren't able to see this, but kind of how uh, Brady makes his rubber baits he kind of showed us his setup on his workbench um, I had no I mean I had an idea or a thought of kind of how they were they were made rubber baits were made in the industry but um, to kind of see his setup was really cool um, hear them talk about all the different types of rubber and paint and the drying process um, a lot of good detail that they went through so yeah very informative and I think I found my well one of my opener baits this year. Nice. What's,
0: nice. Which one is that? Is that the glider? The shallow.
1: Or the yeah. shallow Bam Bam? Oh, I don't think I'm getting my hands on that glider. The batch of two.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to,
1: but sure. yeah, yeah. The, the the shallow uh Bofin, I'm thinking, hopefully I can get one in Wausau.
0: The BJ, the yeah. Bofin Junior?
1: Yeah, the beige. Yeah. How about you, Max? <laughs> um, I would say it was cool
0: to... um. Uh, you know hear from both of them obviously but it was with with brady talking about like this crazy quick success that he's having um making baits how quickly it exploded i, I kind of touched on the interview but it's like funny how there is this like appetite in the Muskie community for always something new something different mm-hmm. so um i'm glad you know his it, it's all warranted like the, the baits look awesome i'm really excited to fish them um it's something new to add to the arsenal but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, learned a little bit about how lures are made, how much time it takes. I mean, it gives you a, a whole new appreciation. Talking about how, you know, maybe a half a day for a handful of lures of these custom paint jobs, you know, definitely, like I said, just kind of gives you a new, newfound appreciation. Makes swiping that credit card, I think, a little bit easier, you know, or handing over a, a little pile of cash because you know how much work and, and effort went into. The process behind it um you know you hear these guys they have full-time jobs they're doing this literally out of the love for the musky industry in a way and it's pretty cool to uh to hear all about it so yeah i'd say my that was my biggest takeaway and looking forward Dang. to seeing them at the shows
1: what's up I, I thought for sure you were gonna say your favorite part was listening to brady talk about bank yanking i'm shocked <laughs> <laughs> i i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna be like
0: so do you bank yank like and then go fishing or how does that work? <laughs> oh
1: well i heard him he was talking about bank yanking in the winter i'm like damn that's gonna like, present it's quite cold. a
0: challenge yeah outside snowmobile <laughs> layers are thick you know <laughs> uh, yeah it, bank yanking was a whole i've never heard that uh that terminology before that was good shit um oh yeah <laughs> Uh, thanks for bringing that up but yeah no i mean another long uh formatted pot here for you to edit tonight uh in the next few days gus uh brian uh thanks for thanks for coming on tonight with us and yeah you know hanging in there i know you had i know you're in your kind of busy season right now so how, how you holding up man how you holding up oh, Doing shit, all right? man. yeah
1: everything's dandy over here, yeah. here you know yeah yeah we're doing we we're putting in the work now to you know hopefully open up some more fishing time in the summer um which so, we you know,
0: we heard are uh we're gonna be able to do our one of our favorite tournaments this year together
1: that's true breaking news watch out yeah Boys um, are back.
0: well before before we get in that are you guys gonna ask me my favorite part of the pod here tonight
1: I'm oh, sorry, fine, fine, fine. What fine. was
0: your favorite pop? What'd you learn? Sorry. I, I'm a little delusional. I honestly thought that you, uh, you did was, it. And then, <laughs> did. So yeah. What, what, it's what was it laid like... out here? Well, yeah, I didn't well, want to what say anything the... anyways. What'd you I didn't learn? I did like it. I'm just What'd kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, I did find out that if you drink enough bush lights that you don't have toxins going through your nose and you get delusional you didn't know that, just like brady no i didn't No, that's that's crazy i didn't i know bush light was pretty it's it's heavily responsible for you know making people feel better and making them feel you know just a lot of routes but i didn't know it had anything to do with toxins and and uh, bait building rubber so that was good to hear um largely rejected by the medical communities for some reason but you know if you know you know it works
1: yeah peach bush lights don't don't do that though too, too fruity. You got to drink the hard stuff.
0: What's wrong <laughs> with the peach? Peach like Bush Bush heavies? You're talking?
1: Nah, And no. Bush, Bush lights.
0: You don't want to. You don't want to mess around with the Bush heavies, man.
1: Nah, oh, bring you to a sure. dark place in a hurry. <laughs> um,
0: no, I I I really I just thoroughly enjoyed that talk. I definitely like. I think when you guys touched on, I, I really enjoyed hearing about the process of of making those baits and and hearing like how much time and and effort that these guys are, you know, putting into the, uh, to the baits. And that's, that's another thing that kind of opened my eyes. And it was last week too, when we talked to Owen, um, it's pretty cool getting a bait that somebody handcrafted and they designed themselves. They sent out to the community to get tested by multiple people and they're just like, you know or like you go to a show like Owen was saying it's cool to catch something on a on a bait that you shook that guy's hand and mm-hmm. and uh he personally made so I mean I think uh, I uh, so I think they're he's going to be well received at Wausau that show is heavily influenced by small batch bait makers so you know no I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not knocking neither the small batch or the large batch or the big companies but you know just do, do the small batch bait, make uh, bait makers, a a hand here this, this winter and, you know, get, get one from, from them. And, you know, it could be Brady, could be Brett, could be somebody totally, it could be Owen. It could be somebody totally different that you see at one of the shows or you find online, just give them a little bit of support. You know, I think that's important in this community. And, and then, uh, well, you got a fish picture to send to them as you could hear from, from Brett and Brady. They love, getting those fish pictures so so yeah that was that was pretty cool but uh back to what you asked before max yes the Mott boys are going to be doing their favorite tourney the national championship musky open in august bum, the, bum. the alliance tourney bum. the one that's held with like seven like family groups and over a thousand people sign up for it the the more of uh, kind of like the event to bring awareness to like, you know, musky fishing and all that stuff. It's a, uh, it's a fun one. I'm I'm for looking sure. forward to it's that. throat. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch on that in a few months from now. But uh, that was just kind of exciting news. But anyways, uh, you boys got anything else before we uh, put a bow on this one? Nah, I think uh, if you guys would, it would be sweet if you could uh tell a friend, write a review for the podcast subscribe share it that would be amazing uh if you guys could check out our instagram muskies on tap uh that would be great uh we've been doing the bait of the week max just put up the one recently on the big o's bucktails uh that's dropping every monday um otherwise you can check out uh my socials sugs at sugs fishing on instagram sugs fishing guide service on facebook uh if you want to get in touch with me about fishing in the area of uh, Eagle River, Vilas and County. County. Um, I'll be more than happy to take you out. Love taking out, uh, you know, if you're looking for your first or biggest or, or whatnot. So just looking forward to the season to come. And uh, yeah, also excited to bring the uh, Mott hats, the Muskies on Tap hats to the shows. I'll be at Milwaukee Muskie Expo, the Minneapolis show, the Minnesota Muskie Expo, Uh, shortly after. And then the next weekend after that is Wisconsin Muskie Expo. I think it's called the one in Wausau. Um, I think it's in like Rothschild or something is where it's held. I can't remember the place. Milwaukee is going to be new to me. Minneapolis is going to be new to me, but I'm looking forward to uh, meeting all you guys out there. And and, uh, yeah, I think that touches on everything for uh, what's happening. So I think with that being said, Brian, you want to take
1: us away? All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Muskies on Tap. Shout out to Brady and Brett for coming on this week's rendition. Learn some incredible things from them. Make sure to check out their baits and paint jobs at the shows this winter. Coming up just around the corner, stay off those banks at night. This time of year, you might find someone spanking. Also, show <laughs> season does not go hand in hand with bank yanking. Keep those jollies in check there. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God.